We've got uh, Harry's Holsters, he's joining us. Walter's joining us. Um, and the subject, this is episode 475, by the way, of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. There you go. It's brought to you by Harry's Holsters. And uh, the subject, it says GOA has a new national spokesperson. That's the, so if you're wondering why I didn't put Antonia's name <laughs> in the thing, I don't know if you're wondering about that, Antonia. Um, Are you I, like, what's I, up I with this dude? A little bit, a little oh, bit. Okay, like, why I would guess. you say I didn't put your name up there? Was... Um, maybe it had something to do with YouTube not liking my name yeah. and demonetizing videos. Oh, you know about this? <laughs> yes, yes. I was on um, John Crump's podcast just a couple days ago or a few mm -hmm. days ago, mm -hmm. and he told me the same thing. He guys did an experiment or something. So. Yeah, yeah. So if we put your name in there for some reason, it just becomes automatic, automatically. Nope. No, <laughs> no monetization for this. We're going to push it down and suppress it. So that's what happened the last time when you were on, by the way. Yeah. Did yeah. you guys take the video off? I couldn't find the video. The clip. It's, um, I think, I got to check with Lola. I think we, because the videos, when they go up here, they also go up on Gunstreamer. I don't know if you're aware. Are you oh, on Gunstreamer? Okay. You know no, I'm not. Is? I should be. How many okay. times people have told me to get on there? I have. I need to get on there. <laughs> yeah, you got to get up on Gunstreamer. Um, I've got to check and see whether the video, because I, I think that we, we just couldn't get it back. And usually what I do then is I wind up taking them off because um, I have a theory that YouTube, if you get too many of those, they wind oh. up telling you we're taking away your uh, partnership program. That's been my theory for a long time. The funny thing mm -hmm. is my friend um, 13C, uh, gun reviews, Joe, that actually happened to him. So oh. YouTube hit him with a bunch of these, like what we call the yellow, the yellow medallions or whatever, demonetized. Uh, he didn't remove them. Um, they built up and then they, I think he said like half of his stuff was that and then it became 75%. And then one day they were like, yeah, you're not viable uh, for the partnership program. And they removed him his entire channel out of that, which really sucks because when they do that to you, they su they suppress the discovery of your channel. Oh, I did not know that. So yeah. that's an added benefit to them demonetizing my channel. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So it, it's just, it's one of these crazy things. And like, even when we were putting up the clips, cause I pulled out some clips from when you were on the last time mm -hmm. and I threw those up on Hank strange. And if we put your name in there, demonetize we remove your name okay fine <laughs> i feel like so. i'm doing something right i don't know i feel like it's an honor now it's a badge of yeah. honor yes i think you should take it as that i i feel i feel like i know we're joking around about it here but it really sucks that i don't know what you did that uh brought all of that about you know um, well but it, it's uh, you know the whole story with like the first time they demonetized my channel and then Donald Trump Jr. had to get involved in Breitbart and mm -hmm. then YouTube was like, oh, okay, yeah, we forgot. It was an accident. And then after they put me back on a week later, they demonetized me again. So, hmm. so you never, yeah. so, so, 
Okay, so they demonetized you. Everyone got uh, got in there. You got it back, and then they took it away again. Yeah, when it, everything died down. So what's the status <laughs> now? You don't have now it. Now I'm just I'm I I don't care. I'm not yeah. trying to be a YouTuber and get money from it at all. So I'm just mm -hmm. like I'm not going to try and you know push this fight. But when other people who are getting demonetized, that's one thing I realize is that. I mean, I have people with big uh, platforms who can get that change quickly, but a lot of people don't. So mm -hmm. um, it really it, it, it made me empathize with those people who are, yeah. who are getting attacked. So. I mean, it sucks because, look, you're, you're someone who's out there speaking their mind. You're, I don't see you uh, doing anything illegal. I don't, you know. You're talking <laughs> about stuff that has to do with the Constitution, et cetera. She's not, not disassembling guns. Well, yeah, you're not even I don't I don't even see you doing that stuff. So I don't understand. Like, I know you don't care about it, but I think that, the, you know, in order to do what you do costs money. And I know there are there are ways that you support yourself and do things, but it makes it very difficult for people to do that. That's all it is. It's not like there's not a lot of people who are making millions of dollars on YouTube, to be honest with you, you know, but right, it helps right. support people for doing what they're doing. Right. Otherwise, you'd be out there like doing some regular job. And then a lot of us who feel like we need you in the community doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, we, we wouldn't have right. you doing that. Right. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So it sucks. <laughs> but so, for those people who don't know, uh, who just jumped in, I am the new national spokesperson for GOA. So, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Congratulations. So Congratulations. What, what does that entail? So I'm the director of outreach. Uh, I'm essentially bringing my organization Empower 2A, which I talked about last time. Um, it's a student organization for primarily young women, um, but we're bringing in the men too. Uh, we're bringing in all the genders. They can be part of the organization and it's going to be the official, well, it is the official organization for GOA now, Empower 2A. Empower 2A. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So people can, uh, how can people follow that? Is it can they just go through GOA? Can they go through your stuff, both? Yeah, right now, the best way is to go to empowered2a.org, the number 2a.org, and mm -hmm. then it'll link it to everything versus going to GOA and then linking it to Empowered. But, yeah, that's okay. the best way. Yeah. Uh, Harrison, by the way, it sounds uh, like you want uh, or it looks like you want to jump in here and ask something. So uh, I was going to ask about uh, membership. How many members do you have right now? For GOA? And, yeah. Or not for GOA, uh, for Empower 2A. Yeah. Oh, Empower, we weren't really at the point of doing memberships. Um, it was mostly working on the student leaders. We have almost 30 student um, state chairs all over the state, um, all young women. So we really focus on that uh, structure. And now with GOA, we're going to we're gonna start implementing a lot of that. Try to make it national? Yeah, well, it is national. So we have, it was already national before. Um, and we had state chairs in every state. It's just, we needed more of the structure and, and the backing from GOA. And it's going to be, a, a, that's why it's a great partnership because we're aligned and they were wanting to get into the student movement as well, but they just wanted the right you know, avenue to do that. So, um, yeah. yeah. By the way, you're getting lots of congratulations. Elfsters Rifles and Reloading says congratulations. Thank Special you K. guys. Special K says that. Every, every, there's a lot of people saying it. I know I'm not like giving everyone shout outs and stuff like that today because we got we got to <laughs> get, you know, we got Antonia here. We got to get into stuff. If anyone out there wants to support GOA, there is a link in our description here that you can support them um, and you get like your membership for 15 bucks. I believe you have one of those as well, Antonia, right? 
I do, but now that I'm actually official GOA, I'll let you guys have it. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't matter. Uh, I'll be happy. I'd be happy for people to go through it. If you know, if you want to do it through Antonia, please do it. Um, I know it's there on GOA. You probably have it on your stuff as well. Um, right. And yeah. it's and just so everyone knows, it's the four of us. We're going to talk about a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, we've got. I was talking to. I was talking to Harrison about this later. I know. I'm going to put put you on the spot, Harrison. So we've got Walter to be our curmudgeon. You're our you're our curmudgeon today, Walter. I got your curmudgeon. <laughs> We've got Harrison. You know he's young, so he's going to be our millennial. I don't know. Are you in the millennial category? Do you? Do you yes, I am a millennial. There yes. you go. Okay. I, I'm at the tail end of millennial. Okay. Like a lot of people think millennials are much younger than they are. Right. So I think there's some people close to forty now are millennials. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, is that what? Oh, where do millennials start? That does. Yeah, there's a lot of back and forth about when it actually starts, like 1980, 1981. What? No. Yeah. From the 80s? No freaking way. Yes. Millennials, 1981 to like, well, and then they say like 2000. No, no. Oh, you mean you were born in 1980. Yeah. Yeah. 1981, 1980 to 1995. This is all weird because someone was telling me that I'm in the boomer, in the boomer thing. No. You're not a boomer. And I was like. Yeah, a baby but, boomer. You're not a baby. But boomer. they they were trying to tell me the baby boomers went till the no. 70s. No, fuck no. Oh, sorry. No, 63. <laughs> oh, I remember oh, my, mom, that's yeah. my mom's oh. birthday. Oh, oh okay. Year. All right. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Listen, don't put me. I don't want to be. In <laughs> remember, Walter's. that's World War II guys making babies. That's what. Right. That's what I thought. Baby right. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. my parents were born in '46, so they were they're you know they were but, making babies and well and they were well they were born in 46 so yeah they're technically babies that came out of after world war ii uh, well i think the baby boomers might start in like 1948 though or really they're a little yeah, bit see. yeah it, after the war yeah yeah, yeah. labels overlapping. <laughs> this is how the government tries to get us i'm just telling you right now <laughs> labels like this also with daylight savings time oh yeah it's daylight savings time that's how they're trying to trick us. You know, that's how they're trying to make us like crazy or something, switching around. I don't know. You, you can feel free to agree with me or disagree if you want. So, but I'm pretty sure of that. It's a conspiracy in America. I don't know who's subject to that. Uh, you're in Colorado now, right? Yeah, I was going to say like everybody except for like what, Arizona and Idaho and another state don't have daylight savings. I, I feel like they don't celebrate daylight yeah. savings or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't yeah. know where. Where are you, Harrison? Do you get? You're in. Uh, I'm in North, North Carolina. Carolina. We we have daylight savings time here. I didn't know yeah. states yeah. existed without it. Yeah, I think Arizona um, is one. Doesn't have it. Mm-hmm. Arizona. I'm and the only way to get out of it, you have like Rick. They passed the thing before Rick Scott left. Mm-hmm. They were going to do away with daylight savings, but it has to be federally approved. Yeah, in Florida, because Florida wants out. So Florida already voted yeah. itself out. But then the government, see what I'm saying? Yeah. Why is that even a federal? Th- why? Like, you need permission on the federal level? Why? Yeah. That's for a lot of things, but. Yeah. yeah. Okay, <laughs> so Camp David says perfect. focus. Yeah, Camp David, he wants me to focus <laughs> to not get into the, you know, get into yeah, that. But yeah. it's, a, it's a conspiracy, I'm telling you. This, yeah, I don't yes. believe in a lot of conspiracies, but I believe in that particular so I'd one. like to hear more about what Empower 2A does at like the campus level. I guess are you trying to bring awareness to students as well to make them understand what the issues are? 
Yeah, so for the last two years, I've been going on college campuses and speaking to students about, you know, the Second Amendment, um, but primarily female empowerment and gun ownership and kind of how this modern feminist movement uh, tries to exclude, you know, gun rights and, you know, our Second Amendment rights. So um, I've been talking about that for two years. And then uh, the two pillars essentially for Empower 2A in this version with GOA is going to be gun rights or women's rights. So, again, talking about female empowerment and gun ownership. Um, but then, of course, uh, could still carry on campus. So campus carry and pushing that movement um, and pushing it for all 50 states. So that's going to be a big thing. Um, legislative-wise. Oh, okay. All right. Very cool. Um, so, okay, Walter, did you have a question there? No, I was just in the chat there saying, does anybody want to talk about red flag laws tonight? I said, <laughs> I, yeah. I said so no. I oh, no. Okay, yeah. So, Antonia, <laughs> I, I was telling you, we were talking about this a little bit behind the scenes. We had a conversation about red flag laws yesterday that got kind of heated. It's not banned. It's not a banned subject. I don't know if you want to talk about that. No, it's not I, banned. It's yeah. just, it, it, it gets into a lot of what ifs. Well, I you, think you, some, you play you play the what if game all night, and it just kills me. Well, I mean, first <laughs> of all, yeah, first of all, I I don't know about anyone else. I'm I'm not for uh, red flags, right? I think we already have laws to deal with situations in America where if if someone's dangerous and 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 people feel like, hey, this guy, you know, there's a high likelihood this person is going to do something really bad. Right. There's warning signs or that person is uh, like reaching out for help. I think we already have things to do it. So so when it comes to red flag laws, I'm completely against it. I think everyone got mad last night because of something that JP was talking about, who he's a he's um, law enforcement in Connecticut, a situation that he walked into. And when you walk into a situation like that, what else do you do? You know, he said he they a guy calls them, says, hey. There's some people here trying to kill me or whatever. You know, there's three guys trying to kill me. They show up. That's what they're supposed to do. When they show up, they find the guy by himself, and they say, where's the three people trying to kill you? And he's like, they're sitting right here, and there's no one else there. And he's pointing at people that that aren't there, and he tells them, if you guys don't do something, I'm going to kill these guys, and there's a bunch of guns and stuff like that around him. That's what he was trying to tell everyone, and then they, you know, and they did what they did. Everyone got, you know, not everyone. I shouldn't say that. But there are people who got really mad about that. And then we spent uh, the whole entire show. <laughs> That's when I bugged out. Yeah. It, 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 tur- it turns it, once again, it turns into the what if game. And you're yeah. not, and these people aren't there, so they don't know what was going on anyway. So yeah, so I don't know. What do you think about uh, is there anything new uh, on the front of red flag laws, Antonia, that, you know, you think we should be aware of or. Well, it's really interesting to be in, for those who don't know, I'm a native Texan. I just moved to Colorado like the last year. Um, And it's been really interesting to see the whole red flag law getting passed and then will be implemented on January 1st Mm -hmm. here uh, because essentially it's, it is a county by county type of um, implementation where the sheriffs have, and they have said that they will or they won't enforce um, red flag laws once it starts. So mm-hmm. my my sheriff in Will County will not enforce it. So I'm very very lucky. Versus right next door, Adams County, which is the exact same, you know, the exact opposite. So it's uh, it's going to be an interesting case uh, when it starts next year. So do you think that okay? So your sheriff uh, won't enforce it, right? I think um, mm-hmm. 
you know, sheriff Reams, yeah. Right. We could safely say that uh, that's a good thing. But do you think that your sheriff, if he was in a similar situation where, you know, someone calls him up, when they go there, they see that person, you know, seems unhinged or might do something. Do you think that he they're just going to back out and walk away and leave that person alone? I mean, that's I don't I can't speak for him. And I think that's what a lot of people are kind of hesitant about. I think Douglas County did the same thing. And then the sheriff like changed like last minute. It was on them enforcing the the mag, the 30 uh, round mag mm-hmm. uh, rule that they have. Um, so and eventually he did for enforce it. So, I mean, we're going to have to wait and see. But I mean, I think Sheriff Reams really gets it. He understands, you know, the fundamentals, you know, the foundational part of why we shouldn't enforce red flag laws, why it's unconstitutional in every sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, I think he gets it. And he's actually doing a whole uh, seminar like tour across Colorado, um, you know, teaching people about their rights and everything and, and also teaching them more about how bad red flag laws are really going to be when they're when they start in Colorado. For example, nobody has any um, repercussions for it for falsely accusing someone mm-hmm. um, that they should be red flagged. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Of course, when they when they create these things, right, they just, you know, they just go in there and make it where. No matter like no matter what, once we do this, there's nothing that you can do to stop us from taking the guns away from you. They don't think that anyone's going to weaponize it, you know. So they don't put anything like that in there. And of course, it's one of those situations that we got nationally with healthcare, right? You have to vote for it first yeah. before we tell you what's in there, <laughs> and then maybe right. we'll fix it later. But then, you know, no one's going to want to touch it <laughs> once it exists. So, yeah. Um, that's the thing. I think we kind of all agree on that. I know Harrison. I don't know. I, th- I don't think you got to see that conversation yesterday. Uh, no, I, I didn't get. So it's probably best I don't speak on it. Right. <laughs> but when it comes to red flags in in the Carolinas, since you're in the Carolinas, uh, you know, is there is there something going on in the Carolinas when it comes to red flags that you're highly concerned about? Nothing I know about, but just talk among local LEs, at least in my area, is it wouldn't be enforced. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, they would not enforce it. Mm-hmm. Okay. But at the same time, like a situation like what you were describing on the chat last night, I don't know if that'd necessarily fall under red flag laws. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. think I don't think it would. That's uh, I, I think it's highly unlikely that that would fall under that. So, um, all right, listen, so let's I'm, I'm going to come up with some subjects here that we can get into. One of them, I, I, I heard that you posted about this, Antonio. Uh, mm. Somebody dropped out of the presidential race. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Kamala Harris, that's uh, that's news out there, right? Um, she was never in the race. Right. What, what do you say? <laughs> like I said, all those all those others are all cannon fodder. Prosecutor so. in chief, yes. Yeah, She's and not in the and, race. And, and and she's got a reputation for doing other stuff too. So. Okay. <laughs> Oh, man. I'm not climbing, okay. so. climbing the political ladder the old-fashioned way. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, you've heard about it, I'm sure, right? I'm sorry. Go. I'm sorry, Walter. I was like, there was something technical happening over here. I was trying to call Oh, oh yeah. She's yeah. known for um, uh, working her way up the, the pole, the, 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 the ladder oh. the old-fashioned way. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, seriously, Walter. I'm glad I didn't even she hear. She is. It's okay. Nothing, All right. Know, Oh, okay. Thank you. I mean, you know, I understand. You, 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 I understand you, you, you can look the other way, but it's the mm-hmm. truth. So, okay, he was never a serious candidate. 
You don't think she was a serious candidate? Hell no. Okay. Hell I think no. I think Joe Biden is saying that he would consider her as VP. I'm sure she's yeah. probably uh, that's Joe part Biden. of the political game. You know? Now and you can comb his hair leg or something. Yeah, you know, that would be a great hair. combo, Joe Biden, yeah. Kamala Harris, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, that would oh be that would be a disaster. Uh, what do you think about what do you think about the 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 whole thing there with Kamala Harris? Did you did uh, you have any run-ins with her, Antonia? Yeah. Oh no, I didn't. I had friends who had run-ins with her. Um, okay. I, yeah, I never met her. So I actually I've seen well maybe because I'm from Texas, so that maybe that's not you know anything new. Mm-hmm. But it was always better O'Rourke that I would see most of the time, even uh-huh. during his presidential race when he was like negative one percent or something mm-hmm. um so other than that yeah i didn't see anybody else but i mean what kamala like yes black woman whatever but mm-hmm. she didn't have the respect um or the trust of the black community because of her you know anti-criminal justice reform background as a prosecutor in california so i mean she didn't even have that aspect of things so i, I think that's i mean it kills her in the beginning Mm-hmm. With Tulsi kind of bringing that out, <laughs> you know, uh, with mm-hmm. that infamous debate scene, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I think she was more of a candidate than Walter's given her credit for. And I think Tulsi is the one who destroyed that. And I think that's part of the reason Hillary Clinton's going after Tulsi so hard now. I think the DNC wanted to see Kamala Harris mm-hmm. get further ahead. Mm-hmm. And. Tulsi took away that opportunity. Yeah, at least float it up. I mean, I think that's why they're coming down so uh, hard on Tulsi Gabbard, right? Uh, I think I'm saying it right. Uh, She'll go away too eventually. I think that's why they're coming down yeah. on her so so hard, though. They that's all run. The bottom line is they all have to have this, the money, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The money, right? Without oh, the sure. money, right there's, now, there's no and campaign. And the connections, though, because it can be just well, Bush. That, that is this. You got to right. money. Money doesn't come because you're pretty. Money comes because you're connected, mm-hmm. um, right? You know, right. ask mm-hmm. ask oh, the guy that hung himself in jail. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> asking about money and connections. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, yeah. I mean, they're all just cannon fodder as far as all those twenty candidates will all go away pretty soon here, and then okay. the Democrats, like normal, will all get together. They'll have a kissy kissy fest, <laughs> and they'll all make up, and they'll all be campaigning for each other. So, but, okay, time, so yeah. Walter, who do you think who do you think I don't know. The, the Democrats they, want to be they the person don't out there? Have, they don't have a killer candidate. So they got no one. They they got Bloomberg's not a serious candidate. Mm-hmm. Why do you Nobody say that? Do, Why do you say Bloomberg's a, not serious? He, he can have all the money in the world he, he, and he's still not a, he's not a Trump. He doesn't mm-hmm. have that. He's not going to rally a crowd of 40,000 people and then have 40,000 people standing outside waiting to get in. Not going to have can we you just have- bring an elephant in the room that he's also an old white guy and Democrats are not winning when it comes to that diversity type of thing that they were trying to push for <laughs> when they have Joe Biden and, you know, Pete Buttigieg and, oh, oh yes, yeah. he's gay. But um, well, but oh, yeah. still, it's mostly white men mm-hmm. um, other than Elizabeth Warren. But, you know, and, and old and white. Mm-hmm. Want to be Indian. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You have to you have to remember that Elizabeth Warren is technically point zero zero one percent. Right. Yeah, right. you got to give her the Some, credit for that. Somebody right. spit on her back or something one time. An Indian maybe did or something. I don't know. You know, yeah. I don't. It it doesn't it doesn't work out. You can't just forget the stuff of people. You know, she's a blatant. She's a freaking liar. You know. I mean, I, I would I would ahead. really love Trump to get do the twenty three and me thing or whatever. 
and find <laughs> out. You want Trump, Trump to put like out his third, genetics? Yeah, and find out that even though he's like third immigration, where you know German or whatever he is, like and he's got American Indian in him, that he's got more than she does. Trump. Well, okay. <laughs> he only needs a half a percent or whatnot. I probably have more than she does, and I'm and I know my parents are from Nigeria. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, I Someone doubt that you. <laughs> I don't. I get don't. Out of <laughs> Well, until I decide to do 23andMe, we will never know, right? No, not really. Um, yeah. And I'm never going to do 23andMe. So why uh, you don't want the, you don't want the government to get your uh, DNA? Is that what you're saying? Right, and I always oh. use the whole like I don't want to be <laughs> the Golden State or whatever killer. You know, mm-hmm. you know, it's like I'm not going to be a serial killer, but it's like <laughs> that's an example of why you shouldn't do 23andMe. You know, just in yeah. case. Yeah, I think uh, they have way, <laughs> they have ways of getting your DNA. I think you will see Trump's DNA. Uh, you will probably see his tax returns first before you ever um, see his DNA. If, if the Russians don't have it, nobody does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if the if the Russians don't have Trump's DNA, nobody does. Okay, so listen, talking. Okay, we got into this t- DNA thing. Do you guys do you really think that it really matters overall to the American people? Does it really matter that we get uh, like you know, like like fake diversity, right? So does it really matter that we get no. a woman? Uh, a black person, I, uh, you know, Asian, uh, you know, does it, does no. all, or all the combinations, like female, Asian, gay, then we're like, oh, awesome, let's make that person president? No. Yeah, I don't I think mean, it matters I, to me. I think it's nice to have representation. I'm not going to, you know, go full on, you know, colorblind here. I think it is nice to see other people who look like me, uh, but mm-hmm. I also want them to think like me too if I'm going to vote for them. Uh, mm-hmm. Or have the same policies or values. I'm not going to just vote for them just because they're they have the same gender or you know they're a woman or they're black. So right. I think that's the biggest thing is we're not and the Democrats continuously will not allow you know intellectual diversity. Just like Tulsi Gabbard. I mean that's why they're pushing her out. They don't uh, like her ideas. Um, she literally has a better shot of winning the Republican primaries in 2024 than she has in one of the Democratic primaries now or even then. I think may way far left of. Yeah, I think the reason why they're pushing Tulsi is because they're worried about her becoming like an independent candidate or something, which if you look at that Joe Rogan thing she did, she said that there's no way that she's going to go independent. She's staying in the Democrat, you know, she's staying as a Democrat. Um, But I think that they're coming down on her because that she does have a chance. People, I think here's what it is. People need to identify with you regardless of what it is, like what's on the outside. People need to identify with who you are. And when I look at Democrats, the only one that I really see there that I could even say, okay, I'm going to I would have a conversation with this person. You know, it is to me, Tulsi, the rest of them, I I wouldn't really be interested in even talking to. The only reason that you want to talk to her is because she's resisted. <laughs> she's resisted all. The reason mm-hmm. they hate her so bad, the Democrats, is because mm-hmm. she hasn't towed the party line. Mm-hmm. And you know when you when you go up against Queen Queen Hillary, mm-hmm. you know because she is the queen, <laughs> yeah. and 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 go go toe to toe with her, you better be ready to for the two shot suicide because. Uh, you know, yeah. it's, so does uh, that mean yeah. that Hillary is the ultimate candidate here? Then you no, think I don't. Th- I don't think so. Either. I mean, who knows? It, it's going to be wild. I don't know who's going to be the candidate. Yeah. It could be this last-minute jump-in um, cluster. You know what? Right at the very end, but they mm-hmm. don't it's have a, Bloomberg. 
It, well, the, the, if oh, no if it's going to be at no the way. end, it could be Hillary. Okay, you think it's going to be Bloomberg, uh, Harrison? You think Bloomberg is going to be the person? I don't think I don't think he would have entered the race if the DNC hadn't offered him some sort of guarantee. So hmm. there's going to be some shady stuff. And Biden, I think they know Biden doesn't send a chance due to dementia. And Bloomberg's probably the closest thing they have to Biden that they feel they might stand the shot. And if he com- he's come in late enough mm-hmm. that he might not have to say enough of the super crazy stuff. And as far as, you know, transgender kids at three years old, or if if he can avoid (laughs) saying that, that a lot of candidates are having to, and they need somebody who can appear reasonable, but the thing is to win, he has to somehow not insult Trump, which is going to be interesting. Okay. To win, he can't insult Trump. He can insult Trump, and the reason I say that is because to win, they're going to have to get those swing swing state voters. Hmm. Oh, they're so going to have to get all these black Democrats that are for, for Trump now. Yeah, you got to make up ground on all the Democratic Union voters in the swing states that voted for Trump and were fairly are fairly happy with their decision. They have to convert them, and they have to convert all the black voters that aren't supporting Trump. Mm-hmm. So. How, you need a candidate. Okay, you guys are mentioning Trump. the black voters. Is there like a massive uh, wave yeah. of black people going over the Trump? I don't know about. Is is? I mean, I don't know. I'm asking genuinely. Is that a thing? Well, I don't you, know. I, you know, Antonio, like is it a massive? I, I keep yeah. hearing about it. Okay, because yeah. I keep hearing about it. Yeah. I mean, are the black people in America enough to swing a, an election? Do you think? Do do black people no. vote enough to swing an election? No, the 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 no. Not okay. on the percentage of population. Yeah. Just run just run the numbers, no. Yeah. What do you think about that, Antonia? Do you think? Uh well, I mean, obviously everyone has to vote on every color, but um I, I can't I, I feel like you can't look at, you know, the Obama years and how especially the first one, which I was an Obama voter at that time at eighteen. You were. Okay, um, so you not, voted you voted think, for Obama. Yeah, I voted okay. for Obama at that okay. time. It was mm-hmm. a, a long, you know, a long time, guys. I know people were be like, "Oh, take her out of GOA." You were, uh, you so were in college, right? You were. In co- you I were was in college. <laughs> I was young. I was she was impressionable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, um, but yeah. So it was really. I mean, even if it's not by numbers, by actual numbers, mm-hmm. I think there is a um, there's a credence to the black vote in that a lot of people are going to look to them to see where things are going. For example, last time they were looking at South Carolina to see um, Hillary Clinton to see if she was going to get the black vote. And that was a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I, I think it still has weight to it, the black vote, even if it's not actually in numbers. OK, I see what you're saying. Like politically, politically, if all like if a lot of black leaders come out, for example, <laughs> then... <laughs> Well, black leaders on the Democrat side, right? Right. Or, yeah. Yeah. Okay. The, the right black, the people who are actually black, right, uh, are gonna. Come <laughs> oh, <up for> certain- <laughs> oh, you just opened hey, up. I, a- I, yeah, yeah, I don't even know. I don't even I, know. I, I, that one, because I yeah. can really wear that one. Uh, yeah, Walter. We had, a, we had a president that wasn't. Anyways, uh, so. Just, yeah, Walter. I mean, listen, it, we already I know where you're know, coming from. Say what you I, have I, to I, say, Walter. Everyone here can say what they have to say. We had a black president that had a white mother. So nobody really seems to remember that. Uh, um, listen, I think that. Uh, so. So. OK. So what. So if you're half, if you're 50 percent black and 50 percent white, what are you? If we're going to have this conversation. Right. You could be anything what are you? nowadays. Right? 
Yeah. What are you though? What? So what do you think you are, Walter? If you're fifty percent, I, I don't know. I can't okay. tell you. I'm not. Oh, okay. I mean, that's a touchy situation. What yeah. do you pick? So do we have to, like, do a percentage test of, like, how to see no, how black you saying. are? Uh-huh. Well, which way do you go? Do you go yeah. the side that's more profitable for you? Do you go the side that's more advantageous your way? I mean, where do you go? I mean, I don't know. Hmm. It's a tough question. Society, hmm. Society's not ready to answer it yet. Yeah. What do you think about this, Antonio? <laughs> what do you think? Well, I know that my kids are going to be half white and half mm-hmm. black, so mm-hmm. I know that's going to be a future thing we're going to have to talk about. But mm-hmm. for the most part, it's going to be passing. Uh, what do they look like? Uh, what does society think that they are um, in that experience? Do I think indiv- like people don't really care when it comes to see the individual side of things? Absolutely. Um, I'm not going to think. I'm not going to tell my kids that because they're black or because they're white certain, you know, life is going to be a certain way. But mm-hmm. I definitely think when it comes to society, it is more about passing of what they look like. Do they look more black or they look more white? Yeah, I agree with you. I, I have this I have this particular, and I know this might seem weird, but I had this particular problem my entire life because I'm half black and half Indian. And when so when people ask me what I am, so I'm a black guy. But the people on my mom's side of, of the family, they always get mad about that. Well, they're like, no, you're Indian. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, the thing is, is that in this world, people see me, they see a black guy. All those complexities of, well, you know, I'm this thing or that thing. We've had some of those conversations here, even on the show, where there's certain people that like they just can't wrap their head about around the concept of what you're saying. And yes, the truth is, ultimately, to me. I think it's whatever people see. If you really care that much to get deeper into who I am, then we could get into, you know, into like, okay, I'm I'm this and I'm that or whatever. But ultimately, it is what people see if we're asking the question, right? We live in the world where someone's asking the question and it's coming up. And I'm not saying it makes you a bad person if it comes up or that it exists out there. It just exists out there. That's what we are as human beings. It's what people see. So, like, let's say we're talking about Obama, for example. I don't know who sees Obama and thinks that's a white guy. Right. Even though he's fair skinned. So his his entire life, I don't think anyone sees him and goes, oh, he, he must be so he's he could he could be a white guy. You know, he's not like he's not like Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel, a lot of people don't realize that that's that's mm-hmm. a black guy, right? Or uh, what's the other girl uh, from? Uh, not what is it called? But Parks and Rec. Um, what is her name? She's Quincy Jones' daughter. Rashid Jones. Anyways, she okay. looks she looks white and she has like freckles, but she's just as half black as her sister who looks way more black. Right. Yeah. Um, there's, so she pass, passes. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of people who pass for that. Maybe the rock more people see like, Oh, he's exotic, but they don't realize, you know, uh, I, I was looking at something the other day where someone was saying how Clark Gate was it Clark Gable, the guy who was in gone with the wind. Clark Gable. Yeah. Black uh-uh. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Look it up. He's, he's yeah. He's uh he's like, he's black and native American Indian. So he's not a white guy. I didn't. I never realized that myself. So there's a lot of things. Look, Wonder Woman was uh, Mexican, right? The Wonder Woman that I grew up with, right? She, she uh, see Walter. It's it's messing with you, right? So that makes the point of what I'm saying that ultimately, you know, if you can pass with it and get away with it, fine. But if you can't, then I think that's who you are because that you're living in the world where. It's a thing, and, you know, so whether people like it or not, you have to deal with it. 
So I know for me personally, um, you know, that's that's the way I look at it. So uh, what do you think about all this? What do you think about all this, Harrison? <laughs> well, I mean, it's all going a little bit over my head. I mean, I just kind of think it's all it's relevant, but it's irrelevant. It should be irrelevant, but it unfortunately yeah. is relevant. Yeah, I think but, we're st- we're still having the conversation because there's people out there in the world who go, yeah, we didn't really have a black president, right? You know, right. And, well, well, there's black does. people. There's black people who think it. Yeah, is. yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. I mean, not, that's yeah. why, that's so. That's why I bring it up. I don't. Yeah, yeah. Up oh, for sure. Yeah. There's there's black people who are saying that, or even to say, go back to what you said earlier, Antonia, that you know it would be nice to see someone that looks like you become president. I lived in Nigeria, so I've, I've lived, and I was born in Guyana, so I've lived in places where people look like me and look you know like what? you were running the place, and it didn't, it doesn't make any difference. There's nope. still corruption. And they're still killing <laughs> yeah. you for a quarter. Yeah, yeah you know, there's what, the, what I want, what I want, I don't care about the color or what, mm-hmm. what I want somebody that can do the job. Mm-hmm. Right. Who's comp- competent. I don't want a woman there who's incompetent. I don't want to. I don't want a dude there that's incompetent because he's whatever. Mm-hmm. I want somebody that can run the show. Okay, so what's and, competency and, to you? What's competency to you? Um, well, taking care of business. I mean, I don't. I, I, everybody's got a different thing with competency, but I mm-hmm. want him to do the. I don't want him playing political. I mean, I don't want him playing global warming. I don't want him playing. Um, you know, we need to take care of this religion or that religion. I want him to run the country's business. Okay, and what like is a, the country's business? Like What's a the business, business? Uh, treaties, running the military. Okay, um, things like that. Not mm-hmm. not freaking going out and being political, and you know, and kissy kissy and all this stuff with all these different groups. Protecting our rights, you know, things like the right, right, that kind of stuff. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, like yeah. like like Trump's over there doing that NATO stuff, which we need to we need to dump NATO, by the way. But um, and those guys I, I are making 100% fun. I hundred percent agree with that. But go ahead. Those guys are making fun of him. So he said, he said, you, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what you should do. Yeah. Are you talking about when they were like uh, caught in a hot mic situation? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mocking yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Without without the U.S. and our money, there is mm-hmm. no NATO. Yeah. Bottom line, there's no NATO. And there's in half of these two bit countries over there. There's no country. Yeah. Because we 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 took care of them since World War Two. Yeah. So, so this so this is a little bit of an aside because I, I do agree with you. I think the person becomes th- this is the whole thing about becoming president versus uh, becoming like a governor or mayor or whatever. Yeah. Nanny. yeah, yeah well, yeah. you become president to 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 be the representative of America in situations right. like this. And in a situation where these world leaders are doing that, um, the the oh. license has been given to world leaders because of what's happening here in America when it comes to the media. Right. There's lots of there's lots of other people that have become president in America that you can mock or whatever. Well, there's other people that you can mock, but the media never did what they're doing right now. I've never seen it. And I've been living I've been living here since 1983. Right. So I've never seen a situation where I I was talking about this earlier that um, people now they know that if they turn on the news, if they turn on their TV, they have like a 70% chance of hearing something about Donald Trump. Something oh, negative. Higher than that. Higher you know, than yeah. that. Like, higher like, than like today with that in, the, in the impeachment thing where this one uh, uh, person started talking about Trump's son, like using oh, yeah. him as an example. That's no place for that bullshit. There's, mm-hmm. no, there's, no, there's no reason for that. Nobody went after Obama's little girls, did they? 
Yeah. But the media, but you know what? So here's the thing. So here's the thing. So the media allowing something like that to happen where we have a president, right? We have a president as Americans, whether you voted for him, you didn't like, I didn't vote for Obama. I remember my boys who are like 19 and 20 right now, you know, they were, they were crying when they asked me the first time Obama was running, who I'm like, if I'm going to vote for him. And I was like, hell no, I'm not going to vote for him. You know, even though I didn't vote for him, he's my president, right? He's the president of America. When he's out there, when he's out there doing things, it would make me mad to see in the news there's a bunch of uh, politicians from some other country or other countries around the world, and they're mocking the person who's my president. And I myself would say, screw those countries, regardless well, of whether it's Obama, Trump, Bush. Clinton, none of that stuff matters because, you know, ultimately, I think at the end of the day, the rest of the planet depends on America to go in and be the police for them. Unfortunately, yes. Um, you know? and, and I don't want to see a president take that crap either. You know, just kind of go, oh, well, you know, it's OK. No, it's not OK. The Trudeau dude is a fucking loser, you know, in Canada. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, the rest of them are right behind him. So mm-hmm. I mean, three time blackface like. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no well, and that other guy. people would be able <laughs> to get away with that. Well, because because he's on the left. That's mm-hmm. what they yeah. yeah. So, but Absolutely. the point I'm trying to make here with that is, I think that this is a thing that in in America, um, people in America, not us. I'm not saying that we agree with that. I'm saying the rest of the people in America who think that that's funny and that's okay. If the media, whoever else it is out there, Hollywood, I don't give a crap. If anyone thinks that's okay to happen, well, this is the problem with the world, right? And this is why we should just leave the world the hell alone and let whatever happens to them happen to them because it's not worth it when at the end of the day, we get to choose who's who's the leader of America. We put that person out there. You have to you have to respect them for the for the authority that we give them. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, it comes down to this. We are not going to be in a position where people look at each other equally till we are in a place. And uh, Dave Chappelle's special orchestrated this perfectly when he did the joke of, I'm, you know, I'm not an N word either. Mm -hmm. And about saying F, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. That is reality. We need to get to a place in society where people can say whatever they want and the context needs, or it, you need to look at the context and the tone of what they said, mm-hmm. not just the words and not and stop accusing people of, oh, you voted for this person just because they're this color or this sex mm-hmm. and or you didn't vote for this person because they're this color or this sex. There's mm-hmm. people just need to quit talking about that completely and maybe we'll slowly start getting away from those biases. Well, it's like Kamala Harris right now. She's, you know, going around in the media tour boohooing because she believes that she had to drop out because America is not ready for a black woman. <laughs> like, no, we're I mean, we're not ready for you. We don't want you. I mean, that's you as a person. I, and I'm another mm. black woman. So um, I think that's the thing is that they continue to use the oh, poor me, pity me. Everything's, you know, because I'm a a black person or because I'm a woman that that is why people um, don't like me or don't want me to be a part of something. Um, for example, that, I don't know, I think her name's Katie, the one that just left uh, because she had an affair. Uh, well, not an affair, but basically a throat or whatever that was. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not then, sure. Yeah. I'm not sure what it was, but yeah. It was, yeah, I, yeah whatever you're talking was, about the Congresswoman that was married yeah. to a guy, but she was, 
Yeah, uh, perhaps bisexual or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so mm-hmm. here she is. She's doing basically doing the same thing. You know, going to different TV media, um, telling them that you know it's a sexist, misogynist world, and that's why she had a she had to you know resign. Yeah. So, no, you didn't live up. You stuff. didn't live up to your own standards. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know. Yeah, if you put if if she put it so here's what I think about it. If she put it out there who she is before she got elected and her constituents voted her in knowing that this is who she is, she's married to a guy, but she sleeps with women, she does whatever, and it's out there and you put it out there and people voted for you, whatever. Me personally, I don't care about that, right? If I don't agree with it, I might not vote for her, but if that's out there and and people vote for her, then that's fine because she represented who she is and then got into office, you know, and then it's all it's all good so far as I'm concerned. I think like this um, this came up a little bit where like I've seen people talking about Maj, right? Maj was running. He didn't win. Uh, you know, it's tough. It's tough to win Philly. You know, it's it's one of those places. But I remember there were people saying, oh, Maj, you know, you're running for office now. You should talk like this. And I was like, what the hell is wrong with you guys? I want Maj to be exactly who he is. All the time. That's why I support him. I don't need him to start talking a certain way or doing this or that because he's running for office. I support, love and appreciate who that person is. And and we need more politicians to actually just be that. Right. Absolutely. I mean, uh, if, if if you don't if it, like I hate these politicians that say they say something and then five minutes later, they're apologizing. That's what I like about Trump. He doesn't do that. You don't yeah. like it? I think that's what I think that's what you know. And I, I yeah. said before the election, the guy that comes out finally because America's tired of this squishy, apologetic politics, especially on the on the right side. Um, the left can say whatever they want and do whatever they want, and it's all good because we're you know, we're. But when the right says something and you piss somebody off, I didn't mean that. I, I misspoke. No, you didn't. You said it. Just say, mm-hmm. hey, that's what it is. I don't have to. You know, it, I, I guess. If I don't like you, I don't like you, you know? Mm-hmm. I, it's like Chick-fil-A, the whole Chick-fil-A thing. Yeah, yeah, it's Chick-fil-A's like, great, man. You just I'm give really them an inch, and then they're going to keep continuing, then you just, right. nothing well, is going to appease the people who are, you know, right. boycotting what's, and protesting. What's you. the Chick-fil-A thing? Happen. What's it's the Chick-fil-A thing? You know, Chick-fil-A is homophobic and this, that, and oh, the other, oh. da, 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 da. Right. Well, well, recently, actually, they um, decided to stop giving money to Fellowship oh, of Christian right. Athletes and to uh, Salvation oh, Army because okay. of protests. So they finally caved. Right. Uh, oh, really? That. Oh, so Never they stopped. Suppo- yeah. yeah they, oh, OK. Never. So the thing is, so Chick-fil-A, everyone knows that they're a Christian based organization, right? That or, or business. Right. Yeah, um, that makes that. really good chicken. <laughs> oh, and they sell a ton of it. Yeah. yeah. So, but you're saying that because of the pressure, they stopped supporting uh, Christian groups. Well, yeah. they're you know they're not going to actually say that right in their statement. It was something oh, wishy-washy, but essentially it was yes. It's you know them saying because for for one reason is that they know those uh, organizations are the ones that's always been called out. Salvation Army, especially the last, you know, since the holidays have started with um, Ella Gould, whatever, Elle Gould, uh, what is the Ellie Gould, Golding or whatever her name is. Uh, she wouldn't even uh, perform oh, yeah. at the Dallas Cowboys 
um, event because Salvation Army was going to be there. And in her eyes, she thinks that Salvation Army is anti-LGBT. When you look on the website, it actually says that they they serve that community um, explicitly. Mm-hmm. So you can that never, whole thing was a big thing. That's, yeah. All, these people, once again, are, well, I'm going to go this. This is just like gun stuff. Never, ever give anything on the gun, gun thing because you mm-hmm. can't. They're never going to stop. There's no stop in this stuff. It's yeah. not. Well, it's not like, you know. It's, uh, I think. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's. It's horrible that you have to be apologetic for who you are. You know, like so in the case of Chick Fil A, because they're Christians, it's crazy. You know, but well, I guess being Christian is the one thing you can. You, you know, don't come down on atheists or <laughs> you know uh, or and people Muslims who are Muslims or. or yeah. But yeah. if you come down on the Christians, okay, that's fine. Oh, that's cool. That's fine. Yeah, that's all acceptable. We're the, we're the, you're the kicking boys. So, yeah, go yeah. ahead. Kick us. All right. It's like making fun so, of white males these days. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. The white, guy, the, white guy's <laughs> the enemy nowadays. Yeah. I mean, you know, just kick us. Kick us some more. Yeah. I have kick to consult my more. husband all the time. You know, yeah. well, I'm like, I'm like, sorry, babe. I'm sorry you had to, you know, go out into the world and be kicked <laughs> and spit on. I'm kidding. <laughs> but, yeah. So, Something I think we need to take into account is look at Chick-fil-A. They are not in an environment that would support their morals or the, you know, their Christian background mm-hmm. within the company. And how many people do they serve that do not fit their ideal of or what people think they have as far as Christians being – how many people going to a Chick-fil-A restaurant are atheists or – Yeah. Well, I live, in, Ga- I, live in, I live in Gainesville, which is a hippie town, and the Chick-fil-A here – is Kills it. The, I, I'm telling you, it bring it's a tr- it causes traffic jams. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, every, they do everywhere. It's not just there. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you go in at lunchtime and they're jamming busy. It's not, be, and, and that's because people it's like good. their food. Yeah, well, that's it, the thing I was going to say. Good food is good food. Like me personally, there's times in my life I buy stuff from like the halal store, like when I was in New York or whatever, right? That's uh, Muslim stuff. I, I would buy stuff from like a Jewish store or whatever it is, right? There's nothing wrong with doing that except, I guess in this case, there's something wrong with them being well, a Christian group and, and supporting other Christian and, like and, Christian and, charities and stuff. And the thing is that these people that are, have all this problem with don't understand, the more fuss they make, the more money they make. Because every time they come out against Chick-fil-A, people just swarm the place. Yeah. Support Supporting it. So. Yeah. You know, it's come. like the impeachment. I yeah, mean, well, I mean, you know. Trump has probably never made just, I mean, as much as he is, as quickly as he is for his campaign after the whole impeachment process started. I yeah. mean, I that's know. what the Democrats uh, had to lose. Yeah. So, Well, let's we'll realize see. the Democrats gave us a gift with impeachment. Okay. And the reason why I say that is this. Uh, Trump was getting ready to do some kind of gun control. Republicans mm-hmm. in Congress were getting ready to do some kind of gun control. Everybody right. was down with this. We were all like, oh, man, this is going to happen. I remember. Yeah, but don't, right. Don't. And then they then then the Democrats decided to go the impeachment route. Meanwhile, saying to Trump, hey, by the way, don't let this impeachment thing get you distracted from that, you know. And then they decided to go all in on the impeachment instead of making the deal with him and then maybe coming back to the impeachment thing. And th- and this here's where where we are now, where it's stalemate with that. I'm thankful for it that right now we don't have any added, um, you know, gun control laws. But yeah, that, yeah. Know. But the D- the DOJ is still doing stuff. Don't don't be so easily. Uh, they're they're still plotting. They're still planning. They're still for sure. I'm yeah. sure that they are. 
I'm yeah, sure that yeah. I'm sure that that we've still got Republicans out there that want to give us some kind of uh, gun control measures. You give us, give us, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's people in uh, in justice that want to do that, right? Trump's brought in some people that are like famously. Uh, hell, there's still uh, people there from Clinton. So. Yeah. So, you know, I'm sure I'm sure that that could happen. But right now, what I know is this this what people are looking at as craziness is basically slowing down things that none of us would be happy to see out there. Well, and it's also but the bad part is the the business that needs to go on with the country is not ever being done. Like you, you don't have a budget in this country. The country does not have a budget anymore. They, they do these bills and they just give a little more money, a little bit more money. You know what's going to happen during the SHOT Show again? The government's going to shut down. Mm-hmm. Want to bet? <laughs> I'll bet you a bet. Mm-hmm. So it's so funny. The um, the uh, Commerce Department comes to the SHOT Show and you're supposed to meet with people from the Commerce Department about international trade. Mm-hmm. Well, the last two years, there's been there's no sense in making a meeting because the government shuts down. They won't. And the people can't get to the SHOT Show. So it's like, what, why bother? Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. Once again, I think that's something we're accepting as Americans. Well, you know, we're accepting, uh, we're most, accepting, uh, we're accepting certain things. Like we're accepting this kind of like uh, this is a Ponzi scheme that we're doing with the budget, right? It's a Ponzi yeah, scheme. Yeah. We're pushing it down. Like, oh, we'll add to it. We'll just, we'll just print more money. We're accepting oh, all that stuff. We're accepting that politicians don't have term limits. We're accepting that there's politicians that commit like. Uh, uh, egregious crimes, and then we just let them get away with it and get keep getting reelected and all that kind of stuff. We're accepting that, and as Americans, we're not going like we should change this. The whole two party system, in my opinion, is uh, a horrible, destructive thing. And if like a lot of people on the left want to talk about moving forward, you want to do some moving forward. Like you got to do something about the two party system that like gets either Democrats or Republicans. You know. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. consider consider this. Say you manage to abolish the parties and go back to a system like we had more towards the founding of the country. Imagine what the president and vice president would look like if it was just essentially a one-party system where people ran against each other and the top survived versus the two-party system where they run independently in these two different parties. I mean, would Trump even be a thing? Would Barack Obama have been a thing? Who would we have? Who would be the president? How much different would that look if the country as a whole was voting off that versus voting based on their party? Hmm. What do you guys would, would think? Would they not? I don't know. I mean, I'm not necessarily. I'm not People looking not for a one party. Now. Yeah, I'm not. I think we have like essentially a one party kind of system thing right now. I don't know. Um, People are not smart. That's why they, they nobody cares about budgets or anything like that. People just. They just don't care. They're not, I, I, or they're not. They're not smart enough. I know how you. How do you put it? They're just not intelligent enough to understand what's going on. A lot of people aren't. They're just so wrapped up in, in, in watching whatever they do besides what's going on in the country. Yeah, I think. Well, and the, go the good guys like never have a voice. That's the thing. It's like Thomas Massey, for example. You know, Rand Paul. The people out there who want to talk about the budget, who want to talk about things like that can't and then they also can't get any power or whatever or even you know authority because they're not you know you know doing the whole quid pro pro thing where you know i scratched your back you scratched mine and Mm -hmm. essentially it's doing the same type of thing so um thankfully we have thomas massey thankfully we have uh rand paul and people like that but 
Um, unfortunately, and thankfully, we also have um, uh, Roger Mar- Marshall, who also had just introduced the SBR bill. So uh, oh. things like that is uh, helpful to see when yeah. everything else is. So how? Negative. So then? So, so okay, and that's on the Republican side, right? How would we get right. those kinds of people to get more support? in the Republican Party, because I think, as Walter said, basically Trump hijacked the Republican Party. We were talking about Bloomberg before. I think he's trying to hijack uh, the Democratic Party, but I don't think he's going to succeed. I think they're too he, organized versus the Republican he, Party. He, he's he, they need somebody that's uh, that gets people excited. You know, Bloomberg is another wet noodle. Sorry, he just you don't uh, think he's you know, sexy uh, enough. No, yeah. well, it's not even that. He, he, he got politics has changed since Trump. Sorry, that's my opinion. Is but you need somebody. And the Republicans better figure this out too, because if they throw another, um, uh, what's his name, the Mormon in there, or they throw another John McCain Romney. in there, yeah, or and like one of these. Oh, I'm just such a nice guy. I got a big family. I'm a nice guy. That doesn't work. It doesn't work. People, you got to get people riled up and excited, and that's what Trump did. That's what he does. You know, and you can't throw these wet noodle guys. These, I hate to say it. There's some smart guys out there, but a lot of them are just. I think I think since um, since since Trump got into Republican Party as the nominee, I think that the Republican Party is going to fix whatever happened there. Just like the NRA went around and started changing, um, yeah, but you, you know the rules or, or whatever of the game. To keep people from getting control of it, well, I think gonna, the Republican Party is going to make sure we don't have any more Trumps. But what are you going to have? You're going to have the same boring ass, uh, dull as a dull as a. Uh, as a because as a ultimately, nail. that's what these guys want. I think that's ultimately yeah, but, what they want. They want somebody they can control. Well, that's that's money. That's money. That's money. That's all it is. Is money. It's nothing else. It's not about your charisma. It's not, if you don't have any money, you. They say, well, run for office. With what? I mean, I can be the, the badass, most energetic screamer off the top of my lungs, but right. if you don't have any money to get it, you can't do anything. You know, it's just, it's the facts of life. So mm-hmm. um, that's why that's why Trump got where he got, because he's got his own money. Uh, mm-hmm. He wouldn't have got it from the Republican. Right. Yeah. Well, he um, kept himself in the game. Media. And yeah. that's, what, that's what Bloomberg thinks, too. Well, I got a lot of money, too. Maybe I can get in there, too. But Bloomberg ain't got no personality. He's a, like I said, he's a wet noodle. So, um, um, well, I think it wasn't even Trump having money. Like you said, Bloomberg, it was that he got so much free media because everyone's talking about Trump every time that you, whether it's good or bad, you're getting name recognition. So he didn't have to pay for hardly any media when it came to that. Because they they were too, the, the media is so stupid they didn't realize what they knew what they didn't they knew what they were doing but they didn't know what how to stop themselves they couldn't stop themselves uh, every time trump says something it was in the media it's like well hey more the better yeah you know, i mean for him it was it was great but the, they couldn't the media couldn't not follow him because they just couldn't help themselves i mean yeah just, but i think when it comes to that uh trump understood something a long time ago that a lot of us are understanding now that um, name recognition equals money. <laughs> well, I think he, he understood that way back. You know, I remember right in New York, people. Yeah. Yeah, well, before all of that, I mean, you know, Who knows? it's it's tough to go up against someone like Trump that every that everyone in America pretty much knows who that he is. Had a, he had a primetime TV show, mofo. 
Yeah, but he's also been in yeah. a lot of movies. You know, Trump was in um uh what what is that? Uh, Home Alone. Yeah, you but I mean, he was on TV. Yeah, he People was on TV. That. You're fired. You know, he was in like, music videos. Where, all that. Where's I got Bloomberg it. doing? Where's Bloomberg? Where's he? You at? know what I'm getting out of this? I'm getting that Kim Kardashian's going to be first lady in 2025. <laughs> I mean, I thought he said that, right? Yeah. It's it could happen. <laughs> it really could. Yeah, as, as really crazy could. as that sounds, it could happen. Yeah. It could yeah, happen yeah. because ultimately that's the game that we're playing. If people like we're talking about the two parties, if you want to erase the two parties or overtake a party or something like that, you have to be able to still get your message out there. No matter what the media decides to do to you or the party decides to do to you, you still have to be able to get your message out there. And that's pretty much like what happened with Trump. The Republican Party thought this guy's a joke. There's no way that's not <laughs> happening. Right. But he was able to get the nomination. And then even when they got the when he got the nomination, the Republican Party just abdicated anything and didn't really decide for the most part, decided, hey, we're not even going to like actually push for this guy. But he still won the election. That's why I wonder with the Democrats that they're kind of doing the same thing that happened in 2015 with Republicans, where everybody thought Jeb Bush was going to be the nominee. He had the connections. He had the money. I mean, he, the war chest was ridiculous. And mm -hmm. then he spent all of it because no one, like you said, no one was behind him. He was, you know, lame Bush or whatever, lame Jeb. What do they call him? Uh, I forgot what his. Uh, uh, people, I know Trump Trump's, called him little. Did he call him little? Uh, was it little Jeb? No, that's Mark. Marco, no, oh, that's little Marco Rubio. Marco little Rubio. Rubio. Yeah, oh. yeah. No, but, but, but people were that's, bushed out. They'd had their fill of, of, of Bushes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mm. but then yeah. again, at that same year, they voted it's, in Texas, George P. Bush. But, we have George P. Bush in Texas. So uh, it's George, not that they're really sick of the, the Bushes. They're just sick of Jeb, the Bushes who think that they can just get into politics because they have that last name. Jeb, Jeb is uh, also as boring as he's another wet noodle, too. Right. Yeah. I think we've probably, <laughs> I mean, no, yeah, we've probably moved on. Charismatic. He's not charismatic. Yeah. You have well, what I'm saying with the Democratic Party is that if right, maybe right now they're you know putting their Joe Biden in front of us, thinking that's what who's going to actually be the nominee, and then yeah. I think they're going to drop someone on us. Yeah, I think we're going to yeah. get someone dropped. I believe it's going to be Hillary. You guys, who, everyone, give please. their prediction, and then we'll move on please, to something else. Please, I'm thinking Hillary it's going to be Hillary. I'm go I'm going on record drop with her it. In. Okay, drop who do you <laughs> think, Harrison? Who do you think it's going to be? I think yeah, I think they're going to do Bloomberg. They can control him. Okay. And I think they can control him more than Walter thinks. And I don't know. He's got a lot if, of if they bring in Hillary, the Democratic Party will go. Anybody who's a Bernie Sanders guy or a Tulsi Gabbard or Yang, which is a decent percentage of that party, will completely just go crazy. Mm. OK, who do you think, Walter? I'm going to let Antonio go last. I really don't know. It's like I said, I don't I don't see anybody's waiting in the wings. I mean, uh, Bloomberg, I guess he can he can spend his money. Kind of an interesting. What do you do with a guy that has his own news network? Mm, okay. okay. What what Trump what Trump do to him? They kicked him out of there's okay. a news conference. Okay. Right? So it's two for Bloomy Pants. I'm predicting that's going to be his name from Trump. But Bloomy he's got to find his 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 <laughs> news network is more pushed toward financial stuff than it yeah. is news. So uh, nobody yeah. looks at that. No one looks at Bloomberg News. What do you think, Antonio? Who do you think is going to be the surprise? From the, uh, do you think it's going to be maybe some celebrity that we don't even know about yet, like an actual like movie star or something? When is the cutoff? I mean, does anyone know when the actual cutoff is? 
for actually being, you know, being nominated. Anyways, if if Denver has anything to do with it, which, you know, I'm in Denver, so I get to at Mm -hmm. least see that part of things. The more I talk to people in Denver, I'll say I always think Joe Biden. Joe Biden's going to be it. But then every single time I talk to a leftist, they think, no, they they not think they say Elizabeth Warren every Mm. single time. So I know, I know it sounds like I say the same thing. Like, what? No, you guys don't want another Hillary. I mean, come on. It's pretty much the same thing. But there are a lot of people who are actually excited about Elizabeth Warren. I don't get it, but that's what I keep getting in Denver. And Denver's a socialist type of, you know, Mm. boulder. This is the, this is the problem with the primary system is all you are getting there is the far left or in, you know, the far right. That's why Trump was so unique is that he did find a way to circumvent having to be a hardcore far right conservative and win the primaries. Yeah. Uh, Trump got the anarchy vote. Yeah. I'm just trying to tell you something. He got, he got a lot of anarchy vote. I know no, once it, people don't want to like, you know. Give that any credit to that. There's lots of people that voted for Trump because because anarchy. Hey, when, when, you met, when you mentioned like the black vote, a lot of mm-hmm. uh, you hear these black people talking about Trump. Is they like him because he's in your face and loud and mm-hmm. boisterous, and because they just like that. Yeah. Uh, someone's looking for Lola in the chat. She's not here right now, so I'm not sure what uh, is going on in the chat. Okay, listen. Let's switch well, up. Michelle Obama would be a problem. Oh, Michelle Obama. She's a freaking linebacker. There's no way she's no, going to. No, I don't think. But yeah, I'll also, I don't think there's any reason for Michelle Obama to get into anything. I'm not saying hey, anything's sure. possible. I mean, she I, I think down. she would be a formidable opponent. Absolutely. Uh, a lot of people yeah. like the Obamas, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't think yeah. they're going to. She's never ran for president. She um, can go down yeah. in history as a beloved first lady, or she can take the risk of running for president and completely ruining her reputation. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, I think she's going to stay with what she has. Plus, there, yeah, you know, yeah. there's, there's more. I don't think the Obamas want any piece of anything going on right now. They seem really happy. Like every single yeah. photo I see of them, they're just, you know, I'm going to say tan, but I guess they're already tan. Yeah. Uh, Obama's tanner, at least. Um, and he's like doing the Hawaii life or whatever. Yeah. And Plus, their kids you know, are all off in college, you know. Yeah, I'm looking forward exactly. to that day. My kids are in college, but I got to get the other one. He's going, he's staying home and going to school. I want to be able to like walk around in my skivvies, you know. <laughs> so I kind of understand if they get the kids out, and then it's you know it's like a it's like you just you just got married. It's like being newlyweds. No, no one's going and for you, that. And you well. get to make a lot of money. That's not you know seen as corruption anymore, right? All those book deals, all the TV shows, Netflix. I mean, come on. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, they're they're enjoying it. I don't see them coming in. Okay, let's just flip here for a second. This is news. This is why I'm talking about it. I'm not really, uh, honestly, I'm not that much into talking about this. But George Zimmerman is in the news. He's suing Trayvon Martin's family for a hundred million dollars. What do you guys think about that? I don't uh, know the facts. Uh, neighborhood. So this is this is in the truth about guns. It says uh, George Zimmerman sues Trayvon Martin's family attorney for defamation. Neighborhood Watch volunteer George Zimmerman, who was acquitted of the 2012 killing of Trayvon Martin, is suing the teen's parents, family attorney, and the attorney's book publisher and prosecutors who tried his his case, claiming he was defamed when they allowed a witness to give false testimony in an attempt to incriminate him. Zimmerman's lawsuit filed Wednesday said a trial witness pretended to be the last person to talk to Martin by phone before he was killed when the witness was actually the half-sister of the caller. 
Um, and it goes on here. So, what do you guys? A lot of shady stuff in that whole thing. So, yeah, he's obsessed with fame and notoriety. There's always something. I mean, last time was in Texas, and he was being. Uh, I think he was arrested. Um, I think because he had a firearm or something like that in Texas. But that was the last time I heard of him. Yeah. And so George Zimmerman again in the news, crazy. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I, I don't understand. Okay, so there was some shenanigans in the case. That's to, okay. You know, obviously, um, you know that's not justice. But dude, you uh, you were found not guilty. You might want to yeah. move on here. Yeah, stay <laughs> yeah. out of the limelight. <laughs> this is what I, I, I think. You know, yeah. I think he should just move on, let it, you know, just let it all go. If I was him, I would probably just uh, go live in another country or something like that, you know. Isn't defamation, or maybe it's slander, I know there's actual technical legal terms to the, the difference, but isn't that incredibly hard to litigate anyways? Oh, to prove to, in, in a civil yeah. court? Yeah, especially civil. I mean, even that aspect of things, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, defamation aspect of things is... Yeah. I always hear that's really hard to prove. Yeah. I think you hit it, Antonia. I I think he he's got like some kind of, uh, you know, he just wants to be in the limelight. I think, you know, a hundred million dollars. Yeah. You're not getting that. I don't know where, I don't know where you're getting that from. Uh, you know, I don't know yeah. if they have some kind of money. I don't know about. You're gonna bring back up the whole thing. You know, then everyone has to litigate this. And to me, this whole situation was like a perfect storm. Of of when when people on both sides of a situation lose respect for each other, how bad things could go, dude. You know, just let it go, man. Yeah. <laughs> you already <laughs> won. <laughs> you already won. Let it go. So that's I, I. But I figured I'd bring that up because hey, that's a gun thing. You know, it's uh, gun related. <laughs> I guess it is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I see no one. Ha- no I one has. It a- I didn't see anything about any guns in that. But yeah. Uh, uh, it was on the truth about guns. It was a story. No, that's not good enough. Okay, fine. Uh, I, I, I saw it there, and I was like, okay, what? Okay. Uh, let me do this. Let's take a little break from talking about. We got uh, into you know some serious stuff there. Uh, Antonia, are you into cars? Are you a car guy at all? Yeah. Do you uh, like cars? I identify as a woman, but um, uh, I'm, yeah, you know, you said uh, a car guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, am I a car person? Okay, are no. you a car chick? <laughs> can I say that? Are um, you a, are you a car chick? You know, I thought I was, and then I spoke to Coleon once, and I was like telling him about a certain car that I always dreamed of having, and he like laughed in my face. So I, I apparently I'm not. <laughs> a so yeah, uh, I'm, I'm not just laughing because I could see that. You know, I, I could visualize exchange. that. Exchange. Yeah, I can visualize. Well, I mean, if you look at him reviewing guns, you know, he's going to put so many, he's going to string so many words into that thing. So so now you're not considering yourself a car chick. I can't call you car guy. I know. Look at that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to apologize, though. I like cars. I'm definitely, I love cars. Absolutely. I'm just not, and I'm not knowledgeable. Not that much into it. Oh, okay. All right. I was just, uh, you know, because the the uh, 2020 Chevy Corvette is coming out, and uh, I know I was looking online. I can't I can't throw it up on the screen here for some reason because I'm having technical difficulties. But there's like a wide body version of. The, do you like what kind of cars do you like? American cars? Are you into like you know the exotic Italian cars or something like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you into like soccer mom minivans? What are you into? Uh. No, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> um, 
I, I, you're not, no, you're not I'm planning on having. I know, I know enough car guys. Tell us I, what I, kind I, of car I, you like. Tell us. We're not gonna make fun of you. I okay. promise. I no one's gonna make fun of you. Dream car when it's actually like reasonable. Well, not reasonable. Like I could buy it now. GOA is not, you know, um, making that money for me. Um, but my dream car would be probably a Ferrari versus Ferrari. a Lamborghini. Okay. I love the. This, I think it's sexy. I think the curvature of the, you know, of the frame and everything. I like the curves. I like the curves of the Ferrari. Okay. Okay. So, so do you believe that a so do you believe that a car should be feminine or masculine looking? I'm just... I mean, I think it should correlate with the, the driver. Really? I think oh, okay. for, me, for me, I want a feminine car. For my the, husband, I would like a masculine car. But then again, I like the you know the roar of that the powerful like you know the okay. aspect of powerful car too. So I think this is depend on the person. But for me, I like them. Okay, that's cars. it. The reason why I ask that is because to me, I like cars that have feminine, like you said, the curves. I like cars that have curves that look more feminine. You know what I mean? That's I'm, I'm into that kind of thing. What do you guys think? What, what do you, what, you know, do you, when you look at cars, do you look at it that way? Like, you know, do you say, oh, I like the curves on this thing. Like this car has a big booty. Are you guys like that? See, look uh, at them. They don't the want to say anything oh, yeah. now. I if, if Antonio wasn't here, you'd have all kinds of stuff to say. I'll, I'll say it. I'm not scared. I, I don't unequate the car shapes with booty. Sorry. You don't? No. Oh, no. okay. That's interesting. I mean, there, there are definitely some cars, especially some of the European cars, and also like some of the higher-end Toyotas and Acuras and that sort of thing that are a little more feminine, in my opinion. Yeah, that's but what I think. I like yeah. them for what they are still. I, I'm a truck and SUV guy, so... Mm-hmm. I, it really doesn't do anything for me to buy a uh, go out and buy a three hundred thousand dollar five hundred thousand dollar car that I'm never going to drive. Mm-hmm. I'd rather much have a really nice like right now. I'm looking. Ford came out with a trimmer package. I'm thinking an F two fifty Platinum with a trimmer package. That's something I'm looking at maybe getting next year, and I'll drive it for fifteen years. I'm mm-hmm. so excited about that, but. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not like you, Hank, where I lust over the newest one in trade every year. <laughs> right. Well, first of all, first of all, let me just say this. There are some expensive ass trucks out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So don't even yes. front. Yeah. I live in the country. I'm, in, I'm from Dallas. So that's yeah. where the permit, like the Dodge Ram. Yeah. Like, you know, right here in Florida, dudes drop money. People. <laughs> yeah. I, there's guys I know that have like Lamborghini money in their truck. Oh I'm just yeah, to tell absolutely, you and it's only getting more expensive. I mean, for you know some reasons like China, but yeah. uh, I'm not going to go into that. But I mean, in Texas, growing up in Texas, especially like that was my norm to see trucks. So yeah, mm-hmm. I rather see mm-hmm. a guy with a truck any day than any type of expensive yeah. sports car. Yeah, so. uh, now now the kids now the kids are putting uh, Walter. Now that what do you think about the kids? I'm trying to get the curmudgeon. Uh, answer here what do you think about the kids putting all the lights under the trucks now do you see that have you seen it what ifs (laughs) (laughs) i see that a lot here i see that a lot (laughs) no under like in the wheel well and okay i think it's just not illegal anymore i think there was it was illegal in a lot of states for a long time it depends on the colors you use too okay right yeah and where you put them you know you don't put them in the up by where the lights are, lights, you know. Yeah. You don't do it in Florida because I know you'll get pulled over, so. Oh, I see that a lot so, in Florida. Go ahead. Yeah, okay. you don't, don't put blue and red lights in your in your grill. No, I see the kids, grill. like, pulled over in the malls, parked up, and then they have lights, like their whole car is glowing underneath. You don't yeah. see that? Mm. I see that here in Gainesville. I don't know. Well, it's around, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. you know. Yeah. 
So when the Cybertruck comes in, Hank, are you going to buy a full-length leather coat like Samuel L. Jackson wears in the Avengers movies uh, let to me drive, explain. to where you're driving that truck? Okay. Wait, like are you talking about Elon Musk's truck? Yeah. So you, yeah. Okay, so you don't know. So you don't know this, Antonia. Um, I did actually order a Cybertruck. Oh, yeah, so I did. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you, if you were still in Texas, I would be. That would put me on sexy level, right? Not that. Don't worry. When I hook it up, when I hook it up, you'll see what I'm talking about. You'll see what I'm talking about. So first of all, let me just answer that your question, Harrison. What makes you think I don't already have trench coats, son? You might have one. I I'm got sorry, trench coats. I'm from New York City. He's got old school. That's back when they used to wear trench coats. In his- yeah, man. <laughs> I have when, trench coats. When I saw that truck, when I saw the Cybertruck, though, my first thought was you have to dry, dress like Samuel L. Jackson in the Avengers movies or like the guys from The Matrix to yeah, look I, right. I think driving. it's more Matrix. No. Matrix. Here's what I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm going to get super short shorts. And flip flops, no. Oh dear. No, no. I already, yeah. First of all, You're, you are no longer my friend. Look at how, look at how I dress right now. I mean, I'm already, I'm that Cybertruck dude already. I'm already dressing like I'm in. Don't look at the. Have you seen this mohawk? I'm already every day. I look like I'm in a cyberpunk movie. If you're so. gonna do that, I think what you should do is you should just go full like Caddyshack. Wait, wait hold on. Just what? Can, just confuse the heck out of people. Dress like you're from the Caddyshack series in the 80s. <laughs> Listen, so you guys think that I'm not actually, I know, uh, you guys think I'm not getting, if that. If they make that thing, I'm getting one. I'm getting one. I'll dro- I'm going to drop. Well, because, you know, this Walter thinks it's never, it's never going to be made. It's not going to actually uh, be out there. Hey, you can't you know. put deposits down. And, well, I guess you could. It's yeah. only $100. Come uh, on. Man. I think. Oh, I think, a deposit? Yeah, the, the yeah. deposit's 100 bucks. <laughs> If you yeah, want to reserve one. <laughs> that's actually like great market research yeah, because too, yeah. then it's like you know yeah. who's going to put some type of a skin in the game. Uh, do you know how many orders that- you know many orders they got the last time I checked? Was it two million bucks worth or something? They got 250,000 orders. So 250,000 yeah. times 100, what is that? 20. The novel. 20, is that 25 million? I don't know. Is it? I don't is know. It, like, yeah, I mean, it, adds, it adds like uh, two zeros, right? So, huh? They're like forty thousand each or something, like thirty nine. Um, like pretty. Yeah, the entry They're level I think is thirty nine. Seventy grand. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. That makes but sense. But isn't it impossible to get a Model Three in an entry level? Like you've got to wait months and months. My cousin was telling me like the average Tesla, even the Model Threes are like fifty five k. Yeah. Just with the options and everything to add on. I don't know about the other Tesla stuff because the other Tesla cars don't interest me. That Cybertruck interests me because it's so radical looking. And I'm from the 80s. Whatever. Oh, uh, <laughs> okay. yeah. There you judge, go. Judge okay. me if you want to. When I see back it, I'm to, like, Back oh. to the future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks like a DeLorean. It looks like it came out of, uh, you know, it's in the apocalypse already. Yes. But what we're going to do with it, when I actually get one, we'll see. Well, I'm sure people, I'm sure there are people who have the same conversation when, like, I don't know, iPods and like, I, I don't know, mm-hmm. like iPhones came out and they're like, ah, oh, that's never going to, you know, who knows? Who knows mm-hmm. what's going to be in a few years? The, the big thing with these trucks, though, is if you put weight in the bed or if you try to throw a, tow a trailer behind it, you know, their range of 500 miles goes down to like 100 with miles. With electric. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
And I think enough people are going to, most people don't use their trucks to tow. They don't use them to haul heavy loads in the bed, but in, they use them enough for that. I mean, where I live, I couldn't drive what I would do in a typical day to go pick up, say, an air compressor with a trailer or something and get back to my house without having to charge in the middle of it. And okay. So uh, is it just me and you on this panel that have pickup trucks? Because I have a pickup truck. Does anyone else have a pickup truck? I've got a large, I've got a, a uh, one-ton SUV. So. Oh, you've got an SUV. Oh, so you know you don't even yeah. have a pickup truck, man. Walter, how about you? Do you oh, have a you guys truck? and your pickup trucks. Let me say, I have a Humvee. Okay. I have a Pinsgauer. Oh, well, I have okay. a two and a, I have a two and a half ton military truck. Um, I have a Suburban. Um, is, is any uh, one of those a military nah. pickup truck? <laughs> well, a Humvee is kind of. Yeah. Oh, okay, true. All right, fine. I was yeah. just gonna say. I was just gonna say. Like, I have a pickup truck, and I do. I do put stuff in the bed, but most of the time, it's not for that. <laughs> you know, not everyone's like. There's a lot of people out there now just getting pickup trucks and they don't really use it to tow a bunch of heavy things and they're not really and doing all of that. And Lola actually people. drives the pickup truck all the time. Very few people use a truck yeah. as a truck. It's just yeah. She complains car. to me like, "Oh, I gotta drive the pickup truck. It's so so horrible." <laughs> oh, Separation. it's so tough. Yeah. yeah, but really and truly, she likes that. She was telling me the other day she likes being you know because first of all, she's height challenged. I am too. I understand yeah. that. I think yeah. that's why I like the trucks too. Yeah, she um, feels more powerful when she's sitting over you can everyone. see everybody, right. Yeah. yeah. Right. She thinks right. I'm crazy. I like sitting very down low in my car. I feel like I like that thing of my car, like, you know, sitting down low and being planted. That's what I miss about my R8. Planted. I feel like my car now is not low enough. You know, I like being real down, down on the ground kind of. Whatever. Okay, you guys are looking at me funny. I'm gonna move on. Planted. Planted. <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with planted? What's why? Let me that... let me guess. This study is being. You guys are bringing that story because of the fact that Elon Musk shot uh, the glass with a nine millimeter. Well, yeah. I mean, we, I, yeah. I am more than willing to to try out my PSA AKV on the on that. Okay. So the, <laughs> the body is supposed bullet. to be nine millimeter proof. I don't know. I I don't think you could throw a bunch of nine millimeter rounds at it, you know. But it, hey, but listen. Then you throw a baseball bat or whatever that was <laughs> that he threw. Yeah, they. I think they. I think that was a ball, a, a solid steel ball bearing. Yeah. Oh yeah. The ball. That they threw yeah. at there. Yeah. So that's gonna pretty that's... much smash anything up, in my opinion. <laughs> Although they said they threw it at it a couple times, it didn't do anything. Um, okay, here is a story that I'm going to throw up here. If anyone's looking for it, I can't put this up on the screen, but it's in the Washington Examiner. It says ATF, 423 million guns in America, 1.2 per person, 8.1 billion rounds of ammunition a year. Um, so it says America's love affairs with guns is only getting stronger. Amen. New federal data shows that there are 422... 0.9 million firearms in circulation, or about 1.2 uh, guns for every person in the country. What's more, despite years of criticism of modern, quote-unquote, assault-style rifles, such as the AR-15 and AK-47, there are record 17.7 million in private mm -hmm. hands, proving that this is the most popular gun around. And last year alone, the arms industry produced 8.1 billion rounds of ammunition. This is all from the ATF. What do you guys think about that? Yes. I was just thinking about how we had a, like a little over 300 or something to, you know, comparable to the 
U.S. population, but now it's going up. Yeah. I like that how the the birth rate is going down, but the gun rate is going up. That's <laughs> yeah. Good job, yeah. America. Yeah, I, job. we can't let that point two exist. We got to make it a round number. <laughs> Absolutely. Can't, can't can't blame that on birth rate thing on me. Sorry. And what, some the younger folks going... need to learn how to um, you know. The birth, going, the birth rate going down, you mean? Yeah. I think younger yeah. people now are having babies uh, older, which is probably like, not a bad thing. Having yeah. cyber babies, yes. <laughs> Even yeah. people that are 10 years older than me now, they're just now starting to have kids. Everybody there seems to have kids right out of high school, or whereas they used to wait till like late 20s. Now they're waiting till late 30s. Yeah. yeah. But, so let me just remind those late 30 baby makers. Mm-hmm. Your, your mm-hmm. kid's going to be, you're going to be 18 and you're going to go, they're going to be 18. You're going to get the hell out of my life. You know, get out of my house. <laughs> yeah. I my advice, get them early, get rid around, of them. <laughs> I went around naked in the house or with my underwear. Get out, out. Right? Walter, this is what I was saying earlier and you didn't support me. Well, I'm just saying, but you know, I, I'm trying I start, to, I'm trying to get okay. back in that groove with Lola and I can't, I got my son. I, needs to, I, he needs to go off to college. Well, going off to college costs you more money, too. Uh, yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> so, <laughs> yep, that uh, is also a problem. That's, that's going to cut into your Tesla budget there. Come on. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Come on. Yeah, I think that uh, so. So, you know, the, the fact that this is still going up is kind of interesting to me because it seems like under Trump, there's less, like I thought there was, there's obviously less panic, right? No one's panicking. No one's, there's a lot of people not paying attention to all the laws and everything, but people are still buying guns. Well, yeah, they are. I mean, and if you buy more guns, you got to buy more ammo. It's like, yeah. But it's interesting. I don't know. Am I the only person that feels that there's less people now paying attention to what's going on with politics around this? Or do you guys feel that way also? Around the gun vote? or the Yeah, I feel like even in the gun community that people are not worried because Trump is president. They're like, ah, no one's going to take it. Yeah, that's that's a false sense of security because, like I said uh, before, the Department of Justice is still scheming, even though um, because they are. Trust me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And not the GOA members. I think the GOA members know that there's Mm -hmm. been a lot of stuff that Trump is not doing well on the 2A side. So, yeah, Yeah. one second he comes out all pro 2A and next second he's he gets wishy washy, you know, and it's Mm -hmm. just like. So you feel like everyone's voting with their wallet here. More people are buying guns. Or do you think it's just still us just all buying all the guns or. No. Every every day there's thousands of new eighteen year olds. Oh, I forgot they can't buy guns in Florida. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. Every, every day there's thousands. Well, I mean, the day I turned eighteen, I went and bought a gun. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. um a lot that's more. a shame. Day, that's a shame that we have that. You know. Yeah. Here in Florida um, now, but so I am yeah, seeing you, I am you, seeing more and more people buying guns that never, you know, yeah. like I was at uh, I was at my I was at a dealership today. And there were people, there were literally people in there talking to me about guns. Now, that's Florida, so I don't know if we could count that. You know, like in Texas, there's probably people talking about that, too. But it seems to me like there are more people out there going, huh, I think I'm going to get some guns. Yeah, when I go to Boulder, which is not too far away from me, and I talk about guns at the Subaru dealership, it's definitely a different (laughs) You know, reaction that I get. Yeah. Oh, so oh, so. hold on. Let's guess what the reaction is. They're not happy. <laughs> uh, just a little, you know. Okay. That's the type of people. That oh. they, they, that, over that, there. That, yeah. Out in Colorado, my gosh, everywhere you turn around, there's a Subaru. 
You know, it's yeah. like we're going to talk I, about I, and I and I get it because the snow and stuff. Yeah, but Antonia, um, it was uh, just amazing, you know. Yeah, Antonia, are you, say, are you saying you have a Subaru, Antonia? No, I don't have a Subaru. So sorry, let me make sure that's clarified. Oh, oh, oh okay. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm not. Yeah. So wait, is there something wrong with having a Subaru? Uh, oh, now I'm the bad guy. Uh, now I'm the bad guy. There's, there's some <laughs> stereotypes associated with Subarus. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. I don't know if I want to ask Walter what the stereotypes <laughs> are, but okay. The, the crazy part is my great uncle, super conservative guy, drives a Subaru. The manager of my gun store drives a Subaru. Yeah. Another YouTuber I know sold or no, actually bought <laughs> a Subaru. Is daily driver, and he's a gun YouTuber. Uh, those are the only people I know in Subarus. So, my son has a Subaru. Yeah. Or oh, one of my old teachers who's super far left, like leftists as they get. But Subaru seems to be mostly conservative in my area. Mm-hmm. I think. Uh, well, first of all, so like in a place like Colorado, you probably have a lot of Subarus because it's all wheel drive. Yeah. Right. That's, exactly. Yeah. It's very so you, practical. You're gonna see a lot of them. When I first moved to Gainesville, there were a lot of Subarus. From like so. I think when they look at this, a lot of people, and I don't have the article in front of me, but a lot of Subaru owners are nerdy guys, like, you know, IT dudes somewhere, or lesbians. Let's just, you know. Just <laughs> you brought it up. I didn't bring yeah. it up. Yeah. So, There's actually a whole article on that. Yeah, thing, yeah, like, yeah. Well, look at Subaru's advertising. They, they point mm-hmm. it toward the, the dog-loving uh, young couple, you know, running around, Colorado. just Colorado. having fun and, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think, but I think overall, I think a lot of people that get into so let's if we're talking about Subarus right now, I don't want to make anyone think that I'm not a fan of Subarus. I think there's lots of people that when they get a Subaru, they actually do become fans of it. It's all-wheel drive carts, you know, built pretty solid. I'll take a WRX. I'll take one. Yeah, yeah. So um, the the majority of people stereotype. Yeah, yeah. The majority of people that Subaru advertises towards are pretty fiscally conservative as well. Yeah. But low cost of maintenance, they last forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, there's there's if you look at it for every car, there's like prototype of, you know, oh, the person who gets this car is this, you know. So uh, Brian Quick says lesbian tend to be practical broads. <laughs> so... I don't even know if I should laugh because that might be the truth. <laughs> I, I, don't have any, I don't have any input on that. I one, think it's so. a good statement. <laughs> it's a good, you know, it's a good, broad. it's a good statement. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not trying to knock. There's some Subarus that are really cool. So, you know, yeah, um, I'll take a of, WRX, like I said. You know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. So speak, or mm-hmm. do you mind if I ask sure. a question? So speaking about this, the fact, Antonio, the fact that you are now in charge of, kind of outreach towards a certain demographic for gun owners of America. What is the best way to hit these more left? Cause I don't like to say liberal, but more leftist leaning people that might be a little more open to hearing the argument. What's Other than just like preaching that? to the choir or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Wait, I think if I, I'm going to repeat back that question. Cause I thought I, I knew what you were saying until the last part. Are you saying like how do I reach like across like the aisle in, in terms of the whole gun issue when it comes to like people on the left or more on Not that side? Not you specifically. Oh, okay. But what do you think the best like overall? Because you're one person. There's only so much right. you can do. But just overall best strategy you'd like to point your organization mm-hmm. to do that. What the biggest what do you success see that I've seen, and that's I mean that's 
I mean, for me, I think that's one of the great things about Empowered to It is be able to see the last two years is that all of our leaders are young high school, sometimes mostly college women who everybody said that they're really hard to reach on the gun community side or the conservative side or or libertarian side. I mean, I know libertarians have a hard time with, with that side, especially. Um, but here we are. We have all these women who are not only pro Second Amendment, but I already did one on one calling for all of these leaders. They're completely on board with GOA. They're excited about this merger. They've known about GOA for a long time. I mean, so they're out, obviously out there. And what the common denominator I see is that the ones, that especially that have switched, um, have told me because of the whole feminist arm argument that um, I tend to bring up about when it comes to this whole debate. Um, they were able to see like, oh, OK, yeah as a feminist, then I should be pro-gun. And it shouldn't be about being on the de Democrat side or Republican side, um, even though a lot of them do even switch over completely. So I, did, I think for me, what I've seen is a lot of relating to the other person and what that's important to them. Like for example, women and female empowerment is important to a lot of women, regardless of you know people make fun of it or not. Um, it's something that a lot of people on the right side or on the, on the gun side, have seen a void because been all on the left or the right doesn't want to talk about it or the gun community doesn't want to talk about it. So we're talking about it and we're getting people on different on the other side to, to join us because of that. What's your um, what's your definition of uh, feminist? When you say feminist, what's your definition of that? I'm, the reason uh, why I'm asking is because I'm sure if someone's just tuning in, which if you are, smash the thumbs oh, up. They're also asking you know. who, who else is there here besides me and you, Hank? Some people coming in late. So. Oh, okay, yeah. If you're coming in, we've got Antonia Okafor. She's uh, newly of GOA. She has a hat and everything that I'm very jealous of. <laughs> Check that out. Looking good. I like the hat. I also like the, what do you call it, twisty braids? The passion twist. Passion oh. twist. Passion twist, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Completely, yeah. I'm going to yeah. hear about that one later, I'm sure. Uh, um, Lola. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, Lola's not here. That's why. Um, uh, uh, so, yeah, we've got Antonia Okafor, newly of GOA, um, representing GOA. And then we also have Harrison of Harry's Holsters and Walter Keller. And, and we're here talking about stuff. So you said that you're a feminist. What's your definition of feminist? Yeah, I always bring it back to the fact that feminism did not start in what we see today. Like, that's not the example of the women's suffrage movement of people like Susan B. Anthony, who were um, pro-life, who actually wanted women to defend themselves, uh, who, who didn't, who wanted women to be independent um, as well. The Christian temperance movement, which actually the women's feminist movement uh, kind of paused until they, they got that legislation through, which, I mean, prohibition is not a great thing, but um, it's definitely showing the roots of the early feminist movement, the first wave movement. Um, before it was co-opted by radical leftists um, that are also anti-gun because that was also something in history you didn't see. Just like with a lot of African-Americans, for most of our history in America, we were we are, have been pro-gun. Um, so I'm talking about bringing, reclaiming what feminism really was, truly is, and uh, bringing it back into the conversation of not hiding from feminism because we don't think as pro-gun people or conservatives that we don't have a place in it. Um, I think that's absolutely false, and history shows that's not true either. Okay, very good. Um, do you do either one of you guys have a question or want to add to that before I... Uh... So I, I want to know how you find... Like, I've, in the past, I've run across the idea of 
doing some products that are very female centric. And I came to the conclusion that they're very hard to market in the gun industry because, and this will all tie in a little bit, this, because essentially women figures in the gun industry tend to be a bit extreme on the, they could be the Subaru driving people that Brian Quick was describing, mm-hmm. or they tend to just wear a bikini and shoot a gun and that's their appeal. There's oh, not, you're talking about it, you're talking about in social like media. This. You're talking about in so, yeah. the people the people yeah. who are represented in social media in the gun community. Okay. So how do you target or target might not be the right word, but how do you target finding new blood for your group? How do you do that? Like it just seems like there's this massive amount where it's hard to people might be primed for it, but it's so hard to reach them. Absolutely. And that's what I saw as a new gun owner in the the Second Amendment community coming in a few years ago in college was that I didn't really see myself and not like a color aspect. It was more I'm not in the military. I'm not joining the military. I'm not going to be in law enforcement, you know, on one side. And I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to do the whole gun bunny thing, which I know is a whole conversation. Um, And just for the record, if you want to do those things, fine, that's on you. But as long as you're, you know, authentic to the community, okay, I'm not going to judge. But really, I didn't see my my uh, person in there. I didn't see another female like me. And so uh, that's why part of the reason why I started Empowered 2A, because I wanted other women, I knew that representation, again, matters. And I was going to get more people who were in the middle, who are just the average everyday person who might be more passionate about their, their you know, their God-given right to self-defense. Um, and understand the correlation between female empowerment and, and why that would be important for oppressive groups to have firearms in general, um, I was able to attract other women who thought like me. And so that's kind of part of the whole, uh, not to say the strategy, but that's what initially has happened is that, you know, you attract what you what you are. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, what I'm getting out of that is by you didn't see yourself necessarily represented where, where you looked. So that's what made you think, OK, I should be here because then I'm representing people like me, you know, just adding right. another piece to the puzzle. Right. And to be fair, like the media also doesn't I mean, I was I think I was talking about Jezebel. They did an article on, quote unquote, gun bunnies. Well, they put Amy Robbins in there, who's the CEO of Alexa Athletica. Um, former NRA host, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they've put Dana Lash in there. Um, I, I don't, you know, so, I don't know how they. Person. Yeah, they're beautiful. They're beautiful women, but how do they become gum bunnies? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So that's that's yeah. also the the shift I've seen. So because you are, you know, want to put makeup on, then there are people on some certain side, even in the gun community, that don't, you know, they think you're glamorizing guns or whatever. Or you're, you know, you're a gun bunny because you might be attractive. Yeah. I don't see. By the way, know, there's you can dudes. Be attractive yeah. smart and be in the community. Yeah. So, I, I always say this. Like, there's dudes that are gun bunnies, too, by the way. Oh, if you okay. think about the yeah. definition yeah, can, of what it is. Yeah. Let's let's just talk real quick. What is the definition or what's your definition of what a gun bunny is? And Walter and Harrison, if you guys have a, a definition for it. But but I'd like to know what Antonia's definition is of a gun bunny that uh, we're talking about here for reference. It's been so skewed. I don't know what it is. Like I said, like the Jezebel article not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so when people are thinking like, you know, for example, I was also in that list uh, as a gun bunny in there. So I know I'm not a gun bunny, but from what I've seen, that actual definition is the 
early like models who have nothing to do with the actual activism or being pro-gun or even saying later on that, yeah, I don't I don't think uh, we should have guns at all and everybody should have a gun ban. <laughs> um, those are the people who are actually gun bunnies because they're not authentic to the actual movement. Um, they are just there to sell firearms. Oh, okay. All right. I'm not going to give you, I don't have example. I don't have names, but right. that's what I think of it. No, I understand where you're coming from. Let me just say real quick, uh, Tyvin Show gave us five bucks. He wants to say Merry Christmas to everyone. Thank you, oh, Tyvin Show. Merry, yeah, Merry Christmas to you. Um, okay, I don't know if Walter or Harrison want to jump in here with the gun bunny definition. Uh, I'll, I'll be happy to do it if you guys don't uh, want to step on the line. I No, I'm not going to step on anything. Um I, I I got your I, I, I got something for you to step on right here. I would probably say that I would kind of a, a, agree about the gun bunny uh, definition if you're just there because you're pretty and you're holding the gun, you're trying to sell something. I mean, that, yeah, that's that's that. Yeah. I mean, uh, um, I you know, so, you know, yeah. Here's my thing. I think okay. I think the classical definition of what a gun bunny is. In the gun community, this is my interpretation of it for whatever reason that we have to put all these caveats on it, is that someone who's just strictly about uh, the sexuality of who they are, right? So it's predominantly women, okay? But I think this could also be a guy, as I said. So, so someone who's accentuating that. So if you're out shooting a gun and you have on a bikini top, <laughs> and there's casings and everything going everywhere. That's not practical. I think if you're a woman and you have on your dress properly, right? Uh, but you're, but you know, you're, you just look sexy however you dress. Well, hey, I mean, you know, then then that's a different thing. I think if you're going out of your way to be dressed sexy, and that's the only thing that you're doing, you're just trying to, you know, you're just trying to put pure sex out there in order to sell whatever you're selling, and if that thing happens to be guns, then you fall into what we can categorize as being a gun bunny. Now, that doesn't mean that I think if you are dressed in a sexy way and you're out there shooting that you're a gun bunny. Um, I see people who shoot like that or have tops on that it's gonna be very easy for stuff to get in the boobies or whatever is going on and, and burn them. I mean, and I think if you just don't care about that and you don't think that that's really a threat or whatever, then fine. But I think that there are people who we see that that's predominantly what they do. I wouldn't hold it against someone if in some situation they just look really good and then they're doing that. I also wouldn't hold it against someone if they just like to dress like that. This is how they dress all the time. And then they're out there, you know, they're out there um, doing things and showing it. But I think if you do it all the time, then you're probably going to fall into the category of being a gun bunny. Um, and people, I think people have the right to look at that because ultimately what you're doing is you're trying to attract people to what you're doing based on, oh, this, you know, you're sexy. And I think there's guys who do that too. I've, you know, I've seen stuff of guys just doing it strictly for, oh, look at me. I'm just this real sexy guy. Yeah. <laughs> Check out my stuff. So we can, I think we can, we can put that in that category. Right or wrong? There, there are definitely different levels of gun bunnies from, as Antonia said, to I know nothing about guns and I'm just sitting here, standing here in a bikini showing you a gun, to girls that actually know their stuff, but they're still using sex as the major component to sell a product or push something. Mm-hmm. And then there's also, unfortunately, it does, and there's a place for it. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt there's a place, but also 
unfortunately, there are very few, and you named a few of them, a few influencers, women that I could point my mom or my sister or one of my friends to and say, this is somebody you need to look at and watch as a good example. Mm-hmm. And that's really unfortunate. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, and, and listen, like I, like I said, I don't think there's anything wrong with someone uh, being sexy. If you're, if you look, you know, being sexy is something you can't do much about. Thank you, know you Hank. Saying? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, this is the reality. They said, if I had like an eight pack or whatever, like if I had a six pack <laughs> or whatever, you guys would see me. I would be out there all the time shooting like shirtless or whatever. I mean, what, you know. And then you could put me in that. Listen, I see, I'm telling you, I see guys doing the same thing. Oh, they, yeah. The they they they're, realize they're, there's something sexy about them. So I've seen guys, gun guys, singing washing cars and doing all kinds of other things that are supposed to be sexy. I've even seen some gun guys doing stupidness and this, and they're basically doing the stupidness to make you look at it. If you think about what I'm saying, right? If you're, if you're do, if you're putting on a spectacle to make someone look at this thing, that, that to me in my mind can also uh, uh, be equivalent to the same kind of thing. So it might not be like what we traditionally think of as sexy, but if you're doing something stupid to make everyone look at what you're doing, you know, then I think that you're, you're, this is an attention grab that we're talking about. And attention grab is basically what the just strictly gun bunny thing is versus someone who's just sexy and they're shooting stuff and doing things. But maybe there's like some angle in there that, oh, look, they got nice hips, nice booty or whatever it is. But if they're still doing something practical and safe and relevant in the gun community, then I don't know if I'm going to like really fault them that much for it. So how would you classify Matt Best with Black Rifle Coffee? Um, I'm not getting in this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'm not, I'm not worried about it. I just, I'll, I'll classify it. I'll classify it as, I guess, wife or whatever the other ones are in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, first of all, I no, like I'm not saying I, his wife. Yeah, I'm saying but, him. Yeah, no, but let me, well, yeah. yeah, but let me say this. I think Matt Best, I like Matt Best in a lot of ways. I like what he's done in a lot of ways. He's like, he's a, I mean, you know, I think he's a genuine gun guy and everything, but he's done a lot of stuff that's just strictly for that. And I'm not going to hold it against him. Like I just told you, I've seen Matt Best. I've seen him in high heels and, 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 and uh, what, what is it like tights and stuff like that. Right. But he did what he did to bring attention to his channel and all that and be entertaining and everything. But at the same time, I, I wouldn't, I would never, you know, I wouldn't say that that discredits him from the, you know, he's in any way discrediting the gun community. He's bringing attention to what he's doing and there's some practical aspect of it and it's grown and become, I mean, I've, Matt Best has gone all the way to like, I see him now on Fox News in a suit. He's You can ask Lola, I'm like, oh shit, look, there's Matt Best on Fox News looking all sexy, you know? <laughs> It's it's good. I, I'm not. I'm just trying to tell you that it like it's not necessarily a bad thing to be a, a gun bunny. Where I think it comes down to it, like I think someone said this already in the conversation. How genuine are you about the gun community? Right. You know how genuine are you about it at the end of the day? So I don't think Matt did any. I don't. There's nothing that he's done that I think that is wrong, because he wasn't just doing it all to. Um, you know I don't think he. No, I don't think he was doing it all to sell coffee or T-shirts or anything like that, even though that was probably, you know, that was obviously an end result in it. But he's he's done things. He's entertained us all. But still, at the end of the day, he's a he's a guy that cares about the Second Amendment community, you know, 
on and on. You don't have the growth he's had without being real. Yeah, and if I could do it, you know, like if I was all cutesy like uh, like Demo Ranch, oh, then I'd be all cutesy (laughs) up in my, you know. I mean, hey, I'll do it too. I mean, I've seen, like, for example, uh, Demo Ranch, one of of his, uh, Matt from Demo Ranch, one of his uh, thumbnails in a video is him like this on a boat or something like that showing the thing. But does that take away from him being, like, an actual gun guy or... Does it really matter? No, it's yeah. just it's just why it we're gonna matter. watch this particular thing. You do yeah. you, I do me. Like, yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> I think I, I think people f- make a point to focus on that just as a diversion of from a, from real issues. I mean, it's yeah. it's not real. It's not real issue stuff. I mean, yeah. Who cares? Yeah. So. I mean, I'd rather I'd rather see somebody entertain me than some boring monotone. Guy just going well, yeah. This is my gun, and that's da 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 yeah. da da. And that goes that goes across the board. Whether you're telling yeah. me about politics, or you're telling me about your gun, or your or your or your tires on your car. You know, yeah. I want a little bit of. Also, everyone has their thing that everyone has their um, thing that they're into, right, Antonia? I mean, I think no matter what, you have this is you. Like what you do, what you put out there in the world, this is who you genuinely are. You've been doing it from a very young age. You talk to people about the progression and everything, but this is the human being that you are. Now, if we look at you just for the way that you look, that's what becomes subjective, right? But I don't, I think that you're not unattractive. Do you understand what I'm saying? So because you, because you're a good looking woman, if you, if you like do your hair or put on makeup, that doesn't make me say, okay, she's just trying to be, you know. Sexy. Yeah, she's just trying right. to be a gun bunny to get my attention. Right. But then I know that you actually like get out there and go to schools and fight to get people to get the rights to uh, carry on campus and all that kind of stuff. You've taken blows on top of that. I think that's, you know, that's always a qualifier. You've taken your losses, right, along mm-hmm. the way. You've been, you, you know, we were talking about that at the beginning. Like, not just, I think it's not just YouTube that's come down on you, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah. So, yeah. and that's what I mean by the whole genuine thing to I mean being authentic to the the movement. Um, I think that's the most important thing. The you know, the reason why you have a firearm to even, you know, the freedom to be able to do whatever with that firearm, are you making sure you're preserving those freedoms so you can continue to do those things? I mean, that's why I think at the end of the day it's, you know, we make sure that everyone has the liberty, the freedom to to do what they want um, and to protect themselves. Cool. Yeah. Um, but do I mm-hmm. feel that I have responsibility? I will say this. So with Empower 2A and the young women that I have, you know, I feel like, you know, kind of mama right now mm-hmm. uh, to to grow these women, to, to mature them, to help them in the gun community, because I want them to be the faces of mm-hmm. the gun community. I want them to have the communication skills and know what they're talking about. So I'm going to have standards. I already have standards when it comes to uh, what what I they post when it comes mm-hmm. to Empower 2A or you know them representing us as an organization. So I think everyone has standards and what that's going to look like. I'm going to find out, I think, um, when it comes to like pushing boundaries and stuff. But yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's kind of the, the difference. Yeah, I mean, I think we got into this because uh, Harrison was asking, like, how do we talk to other people? And I think the way we talk to other people is they need to see, like, they do need to see lots of different kinds of people. It's what we were talking about with Maj. I think 
you know, the reason why people he's has the effect that he has on people is because he's very genuinely who he is, right? And people associate with that, whereas like someone else might be very genuinely okay, they don't curse and carry on, and people associate with that. <laughs> you know, or someone may look this way and people like that. This other person looks, you know, another way. And whatever it is that that brings people into this thing that you do, I think, like you're saying, if they if you bring them in and you're responsible about the way that you're doing it, then I could look past even if, you know, you're trying to push, you know, something that's, you know, just basically yeah. on the surface, I should say. And director of outreach, though, is not just the student organization that's getting, you know, more women. I mean, people who are not tra- her... Um, you know, not the traditional gun people, right? Like we have to do a better job of, you know, reaching out to a lot of different um, sectors. But with all of that, I still think it's, yeah, what's genuine in that community. I mean, I talk with Maj about this all the time. Look, I'm not, I'm not going to be genuine if I start talking, if I start talking like Maj and I go to Philly, that's not genuine. Okay. I grew up in Carrollton, Texas. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Most like 80% white. I mean, that's suburbs. That's right. where I grew up. But yeah. I can probably go to Spelman or Howard, right, um, which is an HBCU that um, tends to have more of the elites, you know, of, you know, African-Americans in America. So um, I'm not saying I'm from that, but we probably have more in common than me coming from somewhere else. So I think mm-hmm. that's part of the authenticity is that regardless of what you look like, like mm-hmm. your color or even your gender, um, that you have a community that, like you said, that you see yourself in, um, even within the community, because there's different mm-hmm. communities within the Second Amendment community. So, yeah. And everyone yeah. gets to pick what that is when it's for you. Like, for example, Lola, for example, um, has some similarities with you. Um, she wasn't born here, but, she, you know, she's African. And uh, she came here. She grew up. She grew up in Maryland. You know, if people talk to her on the phone, they think she's she's white or whatever. But when she so for her to see you, she was like, oh, that's really cool. You know, there's like a African, another person of African ancestry. I'm sure you consider yourself an American. So does she. But, you know, there's people who like that, believe it or not. Right. Because there might be someone from from just that thing, just your name. Is what Mm -hmm. I'm trying to say to you. Just Okafor makes someone go, wait a second. Is that a Nigerian? Hold on. Mm-hmm. There's like some Nigerian people here who are all about guns. If that's the little thing that it takes for for people of, let's say, a- African descent or Africans who are here in America to realize this is what's so awesome about America. <laughs> right. This mm-hmm. is the reason why America is so awesome, so great. Then that opens up the whole thing. And then, you know, they can get into that. And I would take that. Me personally, as a gun guy, I would take whatever it is. This is why it takes all kinds of different people getting out there and doing it. Because we just need to, like, pull people in and to realize, like, this is the one of the things, I think, in America that is actually for everyone. There's lots of people out there that think I the Second Amendment doesn't have anything to do with me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a gun that's, thing, and I don't care about that. That's lack of basic education. And that's one of the things that's lacking. A lot of people don't have any basic history education, for example. Mm-hmm. Why is there a Second Amendment? You know, people go, I don't know why a Second Amendment. Well, you never got any history lessons or you never listened while, they, while you were in the history lesson about how the country started and all the things that, that the reasons for that. 
Mm-hmm. That's or maybe they were brainwashed. Maybe they got that yeah. history lesson, but someone brainwashed them when they gave it to them to make them think yeah. that you know they were maybe they were hearing some of the some some of these things, but thinking, oh, this is why people because that could happen. I think that you know those that's kinds of why, things can happen. Like that, that that term gun violence, mm. which is just basically a, a cover for people violence, mm-hmm. and you know it's like so sooner you you take away the gun, the gun just sits there like. Like all of these guns here do in this room, mm-hmm. they just sit there and mind their own business. This one did fire today, by the way, too. Um, on its own, but um, well, no, no, I had to pick it up and use the old, uh, you know, this like, yeah, I'm just yeah, yeah, right. Well, that's what I'm kind of getting at. Every, behind every behind every gun, there's one of these, and this is attached to this, and that's attached to that, and, yeah, and you know, so yeah, 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 or the, or the lack of it, yeah. So, yeah. um, but, but there's things that happen to people, I think. I mean, I know we don't have that much time here, but I think there's things yeah. that happen to people and then certain programming that you get in society, like movies, for example. This is this has been out there before. Movies, there's a... Did you guys see this thing where the, like, the movie in Hollywood had this code of if you have guns in there, these are the things that need to happen? So if someone goes and buys a gun, they need to, like, someone needs to come rob the house, take the gun from them, or they need to shoot themselves accidentally. There's always these things you see in movies that make people think that they don't need a gun. And it always makes the gun, the person with the gun in the movie look like a bad guy. And, and, and I would illustrate that to you this way. When I first went and got my CCW, Lola did not want to go with me. And then when I came back and I was talking to friends about it and they were all excited and they wanted to go do it, she was like, wait a second, you know, and then she decided to go. At the end of her doing all of that, she said, you know, my whole life I thought the guns were for the bad guys. Mm, yeah. And and you would think, oh, please, you know, how could you think that? But there's lots of people who think that way. Whatever it is that happened to them in their life, they think that the guns are for the bad guys and they don't believe that you would ever have to defend yourself. They somehow think that that's going to be magically taken care of by the government or somebody else. Right. Well, I think that's part of the problem, too, is that when you go to college campuses and they you just automatically think that, oh, they're going to be anti-gun because they're leftists or whatever. Most of them are apathetic. They don't have an understanding of firearms. They probably haven't even seen a firearm in their life. Um, and, and that's why we should educate and we should have an open mind that they, like you said, like I was thought the same thing. I was like, oh, until I finally made that connection that, oh, me, I am a good woman. Right. And I can use a firearm for good. Mm-hmm. Oh, OK. Maybe there is something else to this Second Amendment. So mm-hmm. sorry. Absolutely. I think I cut off somebody. Yeah. Uh, sure. Go ahead, Harrison. I was just going to say, you know, owning firearms is a responsibility. And sadly enough, in our society, a lot of people are, they don't want that responsibility. They don't want a lot of responsibilities they should have. That's true. Mm. That's good. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that's the thing. I think you're right. Like, people just don't want to be the one, you know, to have to deal with it. But then who do we abdicate that to? That's the question that you have to ask someone, you know, and like one of the things I always try to tell people is if you cannot defend something, you don't actually have it. So, you know, a lot of things in life are imaginary. Okay, it's it's imaginary. It's not just money. There's lots of things that are imaginary. If you think you have this phone or whatever it is, you know, if you think you have something, but you don't have any way of defending that then you don't really have it. The, the, the reason why I think that way, because I grew up in New York, and the way that someone would rob you is they'd be like, oh, that's a really nice Sony Walkman you have there. What you going to do for it? 
basically what you're going to do for it means, hey, are you ready to fight for this? Mm. You know, and if you're not ready for fight to fight for it, then you just need to run it, like give it to me because that's what that's why I'm here. Do you understand? <laughs> so that's the thing that happens in life. If you if you if you cannot defend something that you think you have, you don't have it. If you can't defend your home, you don't have a home. If you can't defend your your children, you don't have children. If you can't defend your your wife, yourself, whatever the hell it is, if you cannot defend that thing, then you don't actually have it. You're just living under an illusion that you have it. Okay? When, what it actually comes down to is when you have to actually fight for that thing. And by the way, that's the same thing with guns or the Second Amendment or whatever. We could talk about those things all we want to, but if you can't actually defend that, then you don't really have it. We're just talking about imaginary thing. Right. And that's why I tell a lot of the girls is that, that I talk to is that you have an illusion of safety, mm-hmm. that you're safe particularly on college campuses. I mean, guys too, not just girls, but yeah. I definitely see a lot of women who just don't even want to go on the gun side because they're just like, well, I'm never going to need it. I don't need to get to that point ever until you have to get to that point and you're not able to. So I think that's part of the illusion is safety or public safety, right? Like all of those things were all part of the you know agenda to make people be more reliant on the government and less reliant on themselves to the, you defend their property themselves and Mm-hmm. Uh, what they their rights yeah just think about that guys I'm gonna wrap it up because we're at the nine o'clock hour I'm sure um, everyone has stuff to do but just like you know I hate to bring it full circle to the daylight savings it's all imaginary you see what I did there no no it's good, <laughs> it's good. Uh, Walter I is so many, I, have, I have so many other things to think about besides that all right, all right. Okay, listen. That's why we tell people if you want to just if you just want to have if, just get a business and you won't think about any of this other crap. But right, Eric. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, I, before I, you guys I end, about all mm-hmm. this. yeah. Sorry, I was gonna say before you guys end, can I give a GOA alert, uh, action okay. alert for oh, people? Oh, absolutely, I mean, absolutely. If you guys can go, I mean, of course you can go to gunowners.org or um, you can go on my Twitter too. Um, I already retweeted it. So the alert now is about the SVR bill. Um, so be looking out for that, pushing that. Um, uh, Marshall from uh, Kansas is the one who's pushing that bill. So make sure you guys are looking out for that alert and calling your representatives uh, to push that. Did GOA just put that alert out? Yeah, just like a, a few hours ago. And I, I just tweeted it out, I think, uh, okay. a couple hours ago. Well, before the this. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and and um, I don't know if anyone else wanted to say, but what we're going to do to wrap it up here is give everyone an opportunity to uh, tell the folks out there how they can uh, support them. So I, I would start with you, Antonia. How, like, what should people do out there if they want to support you, help you out here in your efforts? You know, how can they uh, support you and also like reach out to you if, if they so desire to do that? Yes. Well, you can support me by supporting GOA, uh, Gun Owners of America. So you guys can go to gunowners.org and become members and continue to increase uh, the membership from, you know, two million plus to way over that, because obviously we have a lot more guns out 
uh, we need more more members. Um, and then also you can support us through Empower 2A's project. So go to empower2a.org, sign up, become a volunteer, email me. Um, I we, we need people to be a part of this movement. And if you have, know any people who are on, you know, like young women or even men um, in college or high school that might want to get involved or get interested, um, you know, plug them in with Empower 2A on Instagram or Twitter or uh, whatever they have now for the young Gen Z people. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, you're yeah, talking like yeah. you're not, oh, you're not in that anymore, I know, huh? I know, okay. I'm millennial now, so I'm a millennial, <laughs> so I can't be, you know, cool and hip uh-huh. like the Gen Z, but yeah. That's how you can get connected. Yeah. By the way, also, you know, in, in your new responsibilities here, if there's anything that we can do to help you out, let us know. Like, you know, reach out to us and tell us, hey, share this. Or if you need to come on while we're doing the show for some period of time and, and let people know about something or some event is going on or whatever, please, you know, we'll be All happy right. to do it. We're, we're usually just up to a bunch of nonsense over here, so... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> well, oh, hey, I'm gonna. We're gonna actually be in Florida. I don't know, like the process, probably way far away from you. We're gonna mm-hmm. be a part of the Turning Point Student Action Summit. So, where's that? Is thing. that in Tallahassee? That's in West Palm Beach. Oh, West Palm. Okay. Yeah, ni- the 19th to the 22nd. So, you know. Of December. Say hi. Yeah, December. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, West Palm is probably like six hours or something like that from where I'm. Uh, at. You know. Yeah, but we listen. I could still. If I'm not sure exactly what I'm doing, I'd be happy to actually see you and hang out with you. But yeah, let us uh, continue to let us know about that. If we could help share it out or even talk about it here on the show, you know, we we have quite a few people that are in that area. And uh, if anyone's listening and you're in that area, you know, help out because um, you know, that that sounds like it's going to be something cool. Um, I used to live in West Palm, actually. So, uh, Harrison, how about you? You know, how can the folks out uh, there reach you out to you? Check out harrysholsters.com. Check me out on Instagram. I haven't yeah. been on there too much lately yeah. as things have been extremely busy, as Walter was saying. When you're, yeah. in, you're in business, there's a lot you've got to do. And then my YouTube channel, Harry's Holsters. Right. Uh, check me out all those places. Yeah, you know what I just realized, Harrison? We were supposed to give something away. So we actually ah. cannot fully end this. I know, Antonio, if you have to go, it's okay. But we, yeah. we were supposed to give something away, so we actually can't end this unless we oh, give that God. thing away. Otherwise, oh, we would be horrible liars. Oh. <laughs> so, Walter, you could go ahead and tell the people real quick if, how they could get in touch with you. But we have to give, because Armament and Axis just said, oh, by the way, where's the giveaway? I'm waiting for, <laughs> I'm waiting for my stuff. <laughs> we'll do it. We'll still do it here. We'll give it okay. to someone here. Okay, go okay, ahead, Walter. Quick, make it quick. Facebook, Instagram, Safe Terror Firearms, uh, and, and I'll give away some something. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so yeah, let's do do this here. Harrison, what were we going to give away? Okay, so you guys can, whoever wins, can go on the hot deals section of my website, and we're closing out some of the custom color holsters. So pick one of the uh, executive holster shells, or if they want a J-frame holster, they can do that. If they get an executive, I'll ship it out to them with a uh, polymer tough clip and then a dark wing and a wedge. So there's limited inventory, only certain amount of models left there so i figured it'd be best if they could pick what gun they have okay so just so everyone knows we're going to give this away right now so i'm this is going to probably just take the next couple of minutes anyone who's still left here watching us there's like i don't know there's like probably like 70 people okay anyone who's still here watching us right now if you're interested in uh what's the details on that holster again harrison uh it's one of the 
I guess they'll get in touch with me and see whatever's left in inventory. They can pick whichever oh, one whatever available guns. Models. Yeah, who for needs? The, Go ahead. In the hot deal section. All right, so who's left here that needs an awesome holster from Harry's Holster, the sponsor of the show right now? You know, Harry's here. Here's your moment right here. I'm going to let Antonia pick the person. So you might want to put that in your comment. <laughs> you know, Antonia is going to pick who this person is. Let us know right now. You got pretty good odds. And make sure everyone smashes a thumbs up on this. Who wants it? Put your comments in here right now. We're going to let Antonia go through. Uh, you know, just Wait, say I don't I, know how to do that. Yeah, just say, <laughs> I, here's what you do. Say right now, I want the holster. Can you see the chat, Antonia? I'll tell you how to do it. That I link, can't. That link that I sent you earlier the, that's Ugh. to the actual YouTube thing, if you, open, if you can open that up okay. in another window and then just mute, <laughs> mute it because it's probably going to echo. So mute it. You should see a chat going on on the side of that. So let me know okay. when you see that. Anyone who wants it right now, make your argument to Antonia. <laughs> oh, I, I just literally had to pick someone. Yes. It, it's, look oh, for all goodness. the people saying, I need a holster. <laughs> Whoever's out there saying, I need a holster, you know, Wait. you guys are going to have to make your, 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 your argument to Antonia, and she gets to pick who she wants to give it to. What's and, up? and don't pick Brian quick because he's lefty and I only make right-handed holsters. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, oh man. Okay. Don't pick Brian. You said, okay. Yeah. No. Wait, hold on a second. <laughs> Brian, do you have to let us know right now if you want, if you want the right-hand holster? No, I'm not going to disqualify him. If you let us know if you want it, you're not necessarily disqualified, but it's all up to Antonio. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Brian's already going with the intelligent and pretty. Oh man. That's actually amazing. <laughs> who's sorry. this whose phone is that was that you walter uh, that was me i'm sorry oh, man. <laughs> um yeah who wants the holster let us know right now uh Ooh, okay i think i'm gonna go with the actually i'm not even sure if he actually wants a holster okay it, you gotta you, you gotta make sure that person's looking for the holster that's the only okay. thing okay I'm not yeah. really sure if that person was, but yeah, yeah. Pick someone that uh -huh. says I need a holster, or I need a Harry's holster, or please pick me, or I see a bunch of different uh, things in there, you know. Okay. Don't well, feel bad. We're giving stuff away every single time we go on air, so we can't actually get off air. Otherwise, someone's gonna say that I'm a horrible, evil person, and I just completely a... forgot because okay. I got I got lost in your beauty, Antonia. That's what she's, she's too nice to pick. I am too nice to pick. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna go with Captain Shark. Captain Shark. Okay, hold on. Now. Let me see. Please that. pick me. He says. Where's Captain Shark? Okay, there you me. go, Captain Shark. Okay, so what? So there you go. So Captain Shark, what does he need to do? What does he need to do, Harrison? Captain Shark, you're the winner. Uh, what's the best way to have him get either in touch with you or me, and then I can get it shipped out, and figure out I can kind of let them know what's available and okay okay Captain like Shark you're the winner I knew you were going to say rigs no Apparently that's no no, no people say that all the time you. <laughs> oh see you got oh why didn't you you should have said that you know well there was one person who said they're a GOA member but I don't they didn't say that they wanted the holster in that same thing so that's uh, oh see oh Next yeah. time, there you go. See, by the way, it's not rigged because that's why I'm not picking the person. See, I'm here every day, and so there's mm -hmm. no favoritism. We're letting I'm letting other people pick who wins the thing. But you know what? Congratulations to Captain Shark. Um, so he just needs to reach out to you, right? 
Yeah, that works. Reach out to me through my website in the contact forum. Yeah, exactly. And uh, also reach out to Lolo so we can f- confirm. Because now everyone's going to change their thing to Captain Shark and try to reach out to you, by the way. Also, okay. <laughs> Captain Shark, if you could go and uh, put something in that, yeah, put something in that, contact us, and then go on my most recent YouTube video and make a comment with your username and handle that yeah. will reference that in some yeah, way. Yeah, we want to make sure that Captain Shark gets it. Okay, cool. Congratulations to Captain Shark. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you got this holster. For anyone who didn't get something, we're on tomorrow. What's today? Wednesday? We're going to be on tomorrow. We're going to be on Friday. We're going to be doing this uh, for the rest the entire month of December. You're welcome. Um, Christmas, too? Christmas? Well, we're not. I'm not going to be on on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> this no. is Christmas right now. We're having Christmas right now. I want to. I want to thank Harry's holsters, Harrison, for com- for coming in. Of course, I want to thank Walter for always coming in here and having you know missing dinner and everything with the family to join us. But I I, I want to congratulate and thank Antonia Okafor. Uh, you know, thank her for coming here to the show. She's always generous with her time. We appreciate thank it, Antonia. Thanks for having me. No, yes. I appreciate it. It's good stuff. Thanks. Yes, and I like your dreadsy twists. Is that was that what it did? Right? <laughs> yes, yes. We will. I'll let you call them dreadsy twists. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can't. I don't know why. Oh, passion twist. Passion twist. Why? I don't know why I keep forgetting the passion twist. Okay. Yes, it looks. It's. I. I really do like it. Genuinely, it looks. Looks awesome. All right. Thanks, everyone. We are out of here. Let me drop the end on the show here. Dropping it. Boom. Where is it? Okay. Hold on. Didn't drop. Let's try it again. Boom. There we go. Make sure you guys subscribe, comment, share the videos, thumbs ups, all that. Most importantly, ring the bell so you can be notified every time we go live. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. We're out of here. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Any final words, guys? Bye. See you. Uh, okay. Bye, everybody. Join Peace. GOA. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Peace.